All right, we are live. 8.03. I thought it would be 9.03 by the time Mr. Sis is ready. Uh, uh, I knew I was going to get blamed for it, but anyway, it's all good. Mr. Beelan, how are you tonight, sir? Good. Good. Mr. Sis is happy. His national championship is ready to roll. Yes, sir. In the books. We'll start with that. And Mr. Kirkpatrick wearing a Nick hat. It's not a net hat. We'll get to the Nets later tonight. But uh, how are you, Mr. Kirkpatrick? Doing well. Got my uh, proud to say I am one of the people that got the Moderna vaccine. Okay. They give it to you and your brother what? And I feel great. All right. Awesome. That's uh, I'm 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 on the I'm ready to beat this uh, pandemic and get back to a normal life. So I did my part. Do they give you the shot in the arm or in the butt? In the arm. Oh, okay. Uh, I give you credit, Kenny. Congratulations. You know what? Start us off with some college football, Kenny. You're running the show tonight. College football? Well, we got Mr. Siciliano, Bama fan. Yes, we do. We got Mr. Beelin and me. We're on Ohio State last week. You and Sis were on Bama. 52-24. I guess the only way to start this show is to go to the Bama fan and give us his thoughts on the game, and then we'll take it to Kurt and John and then myself after that. Thank you. Thank you. I like the respect. Um, to start out with, <clears throat> me and Kurt were speaking about this the other day. Ohio State, first of all, their defense at, <clears throat> excuse me, had absolutely no answers for Alabama's uh, offense. Alabama has had just too many weapons. Uh, they're well-coached, disciplined players. And the thing I like about these kids is they, they don't care who scores, who does this, who does that. You know, they, they, they just want to win. I mean, they got Devontae, Najee Harris, and Mr. Uh, Smith. But, I mean, you know, they're, they're, top, they're top flight players, man. And, and people, again, they, they and I said this last week on the show, if you remember, their defense, people were underestimating their defense. Now, going back to Mr. Fields, I mean, personally, he choked. He choked on the pressure. And Kurt brought up a great point the other day when we were talking. He doesn't he, – when he reads the defense, he only looks for one option. And when that option isn't there, he just takes off and, and you know, he, he runs down the field. Now, Ohio State's defense uh, – <clears throat> Ohio State's defense, again, was exposed by Bama's offense. Saban and uh, Sarkania, I mean, they outcoached Day and his whole staff. They, they, really, they really did a good job. And, uh, you know, okay, their best back got hurt. I get it. So did Devontae Smith. That's part of, the, that's part of playing football. And truthfully, I've been following them for 50 years since I'm a kid. Seven national championships in 13 years. They're by that team, hands down, is the best Alabama team I, I've ever seen. I watched the 1973 Bama Notre Dame game when Notre Dame beat them 24 to 23. And that game, to me, compared to the other night, it, it, nothing, uh, nothing came that close. But Saban is, uh, He's a great recruiter. And the biggest thing about Saban, like when me and Kurt 
Kirk coach too. We loved our players and those kids knew it. And uh, that's just about my whole take on the, uh, the national championship game. And uh, yes, I was a very happy camper. And I'm not, I'm you, not going to. I give you ahead. congratulations, sis. Thank you. Thank well you. Served. And uh, Kurt, what do you want to add? What was the game? Let me, ask, let me ask Kurt a question. Was the game what you expected? Um, yeah. Last week you came on and you thought the game was going to be close. So I'm going to see what you thought about the game. One your thoughts on the game. Well, again, I, you know, what I expected, yeah. And Sis, I think Sis said it perfectly. You know, it, it got to the point where Ohio State had to basically go score for score for them. Alabama's offense is that good. And Justin Fields just couldn't do it. And that's just not Justin Fields' game. You know, hey, listen, it's no knock on him. I mean, that's that's just who the player is. That's that's who he is. You know, you can't he can't get down by twenty one points and throw his way back into the game. You know, Sis said it exactly. You know, look left, he's not there. Run. You're not doing that against an SEC team. You're not doing that against Alabama. You're not going to do it in the pros. So, you know, that's the difference in the game. But hats off. You know, hey, Jones said it. Sis, Mac Jones said it the other night. They're the best. He thinks they're the best team in college football history. I mean. Listen, that offense is sick, man. That offense is just – its a, and you know what? Sarkeesian did an awesome job of getting Smith the ball. Uh, listen, that, that team is – forget about it. I made the mistake too, last year, sis, went against the SEC in a big spot. Never do it again. The SEC is just too good, and Bama is just too good. So hats off to you and Bama. And Thank you, sir. One Thank last you. question for you, Kurt, and then I'm going to ask John the same question. Not necessarily Ohio State. Does Justin Fields get a pass because he was injured in the Clemson game? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I want to ask John the same question and then his thoughts on the game. Does he get a pass? I'm not going to give him a pass. But, I mean, the dude did play injured. But the deep, they had no – they're putting linebackers on Smith. Exactly. Like, and every play, every play that he touched, it was like a motion play, and then they had a linebacker on him. How do you defend that? Great point. You can't defend that. So they came out. They came out gunslinging. Mac Jones. Listen, I, I said Mac Jones is going to be a stud. I don't care. Um, I don't think, as Kurt says, Justin Fields is going to be that bad. Um, it's his only bad game of the year. So, you know, out of all the games that he had during the season, I mean, you can't really judge him off of one game, you know, against the, the number one team in the nation. You know, that, that's that too. Um, now, if Clemson was in this game, would, would, it, would it mean any difference? I don't know. But, um, but no, nah, I mean, I don't know. Listen, Alabama just outplayed them straight up. It was, there's nothing else to say about it. Kenny, couple right. comments real quick. I'm sorry, Bealing, a couple comments. Dale Panulo saying hello, Curtin boys. Hello, Dale. Excited for this weekend's game. And Steve Hat, you know, let me ask this to Bealing, and then I'll get to Sis, Kenny. Steve Hassler, thanks for the question. He's asking, could Alabama beat the Bengals or the Jaguars? Bealing. No. no. Sis. Definitely not. Um, Coach Breslin saying they could not play a track meet game. They had to control. They had to control the clock better and slow the game down, and Ohio State couldn't do it. So. Now, let me uh, 
since we got some comments, let me uh, let me ask the audience. Let me have an interactive question for the audience. Uh, let's throw one out there. Give me, and I'm gonna we're gonna get to ours in a couple minutes. I wanna I want a surprise team from this year and a disappointment team from this year, past year from the audience and their interact first interactive question. I want their biggest surprise team of the year and their biggest disappointment team of the by year. By the way, Kenny, you're getting yelled at by Dale. He's saying, come on, let's get to pro football. We're going to get to that in a couple of minutes. We are. We are. Now, I'm going to call Kurt out. I watched great show. Great. If guys, if audience, if you haven't seen it, Kurt insisted a little short yesterday on Facebook, an exclusive on the Alabama championship. And it's my turn to call Kurt out. You made a statement on yesterday's show that two SEC teams should have been in the champion uh, the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Not disagreeing with that, but I'm disagreeing with your reason. You named some teams, and you named the Alabama score against them. Mm -hmm. Florida, Alabama, Florida. I believe you said 46. Uh, some I forget who it was 46-16 or 42-16. No, the Florida game was 52-26. The 52-46. to 52-46. That was the only close one. And Alabama the, and Georgia. The Georgia. And the Georgia game was close. They were losing going into the third quarter. Alabama was then losing. Then Bama pulled away at the end. Yeah. I think Ohio State deserved to be there. I think Alabama was just that much better than everybody. That's like fair. sis said it sis said it he's been watching alabama for 50 years this is the best team he's ever seen that's a big statement okay so i think anybody they would have beaten by three touchdowns anybody in that championship game they they're on a, a, a world of it world of its own all right coach breslin saying coastal carolina was a surprise they were picked to be last biggest disappointment penn state they were ranked in the top 10 and were poor good ones coach so. Uh, yeah, we can get into ours if we want. I got some, I got a little, little thing here for everybody. Sure. Uh, I'll start this one with Beelin. Three surprise teams from this past year. Alex? Yes. Um, my boys, Indiana, which watch out next year. Kid teams are going to be lights out next year. Um, um, I do like – I'm actually surprised with a and I'm not going to lie. A&M was really shocking this year. And uh, I don't want to pick – I don't want to pick, like, Coastal Carolina just because maybe, like, the vision type of stuff. Um, that conferences, I'm sorry. Um, but I'm also going to pick um, Cincinnati. I mean, I know you guys – a lot of guys didn't really like Cincinnati. But um, – they can ball out, man. They they really can ball out. Um, I'll, I'll go next, only because I'm very similar to John. My number one team was like Coach Breslin, Coastal Carolina. My my friend Dylan, alumni from there, small school, came out of nowhere. Got to give them props. They beat BYU, mm -hmm. lost a heartbreaker in the bowl game. Would have been nice to see them go undefeated. Uh, my number two team, I was on them all year, Cincinnati. Thought they deserved an outside shot at the, the playoff. And third one, just like John said, he hit all the things on the button with Indiana. Penix is back next year. Watch out. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Sis, let's go to you next. Definitely agree with Belen, Indiana, Maitre or Indiana, Liberty and Air Force. That was nice. a good one, Liberty. I didn't think of Liberty, Sis. And Air Force. Good one, Sis. I missed yeah, Liberty. Whole... Who do you have? Liberty was tough. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? I might have to change. I mean, I had Coastal. I was with uh, Breslin on Coastal. I was with Beeland with Indiana, and I had Northwestern. They weren't picked high uh, going in, but um, you know, North Northwestern played Ohio State close. Those those would be my three. But I, I like Sis's Liberty too because they were good. Yeah, all good ones, guys. Yeah. Uh, let's take. Let's change it around. Let's go disappointments. Uh, I'll start this one with Sis. Being, being that me and Coach Breslin uh, pretty much had the same mindset when we coached. He was the D coordinator, and I was up in a box. But anyway, definitely agree with him. Penn State was a major, major disappointment. I thought LSU was a disappointment. And I thought Minnesota, watching them last year, then come out this year, major disappointment. That's my three. Good ones. I'll go next because I'm similar to Sis, so I'll let you guys take the thunder at the end. Like like Coach Sis and Coach Breslin said, Penn State, top of my list. LSU, number two. I knew they weren't going to be good as as losing Burrow and all those guys, but I didn't think they were going to be that bad. Uh, big win at the end of the season against against Florida, but disappointment see disappointing season in the long run. And Kurt, your boys, Auburn, got to be right. number, got to be number three. You know, they fired their coach. They were my national champion, Dark Horse, and uh, they just they didn't look good in the in a tough SEC. Yep, Mr. Beelin, how about you? Um, I'm just gonna be switch it up a little bit. I don't want to pick something similar, but um, I think Iowa State definitely. It was really high in Iowa State. Iowa State lost two close ones. Um, I'm gonna go with Oregon because I really thought Oregon could have could have ran the Pac-12, even though their season was cut short. Um, and Georgia, man, I don't know. Everybody had Georgia ranked up like solid defense. They can run the ball like no other. Um, but they they just they just the Alabama game they just fell apart. And then uh, who else did they lose to? They lost to. Um... Oh, they got upset by. Um... Oh. And they were a fifty, a, a field goal away from losing. They they yeah. they hit a fifty yard oh. field goal to beat Cincinnati in the in the in the, the yeah. bowl game. So, so... I've been super. I, I I like it. I like you know a two team Georgia lost team. Yeah, that's a disappointment. You Kenny, know, couple Kenny, couple comments. Ticket time is saying the best sports show. So thank you, Carson, for watching. Thanks, Carson. We'll see you tomorrow. And guys, if you want into gambling, check out Ticket Time on YouTube. Gambling, gambling stream going on at eight thirty. If you want to put them on YouTube and watch us on Facebook, you can watch us both. Yep. And then a couple other comments. Dale saying, come on, NFL. We're getting to that at 830, Dale. So 10 more minutes of college. And Bobby saying, Brooklyn with about eight zeros. I don't know if those zeros mean how many draft picks he's going to have for the next year, but we're getting into that at 930 Bobby, I'm calling, tonight. We're calling you out right now. Be around 930. Come on yeah, the show. Be around 930 for NBA. But, um, Kenny, can I give you mine? Yes, you can. All right. Mine's Penn State with everybody else. I'm yep. also going to go Michigan. 
They were a horror show this year. Okay. And I'm going with my boys too, Auburn. I mean, it's disgraceful to be, what were they, six and five? That's, how do you have six, lo five losses if you're you're Auburn? That's disgusting. Gus Malzahn cost his job. Bo Nix regressed. And um, I don't know. You know what? Not promising going into next year. I could tell you that. So. Okay. Good ones. Uh, Michigan, I, I, a lot of teams had them. I, I thought they were overrated from the start. So that's why they weren't my top disappointment. Penn State was ranked in the top 10. Yeah, the they were a top 10 team. Yeah. That's and there's hard. usually one of them every year. There's usually one of them every year in the top 10 that just has a bad year. Uh, we'll see if they bounce back next year. Okay. I got a I got a fun one for you guys to to end the college in the last in the in the next ten minutes. I want an early 2021-2022 college football playoff. Now, John, I'll go to you last so you can think of your teams, but I want to do it like we're the four guys that have the decision to change the format, and we're gonna go to an eight-team format, eight teams with the five conference champions getting automatic bids and three at-large bids. And I'll go to John last because I know he just telling him this for the first time. Uh, I'll give you mine first and get myself out of the way. I'm going to do them as seeds. I'm going to go to SEC champ, Georgia, quarterback's back. Kind of a disappointing year this year, but they get everybody. they got a lot of kids coming back. SEC is tough. They're going to be my SEC champs and the number one seed overall. Okay. My number two seed also because they're bringing a ton of kids back, the quarterback Rattlers back, Oklahoma. Number three is going to be the ACC champs, bold prediction, North Carolina and Mac Brown overtake the Kings in Clemson. And Clemson has a down year next year after losing Trevor Lawrence. It's going to take them a year to bounce back. Four is the first at-large bid, Mr. Siciliano's Alabama Crimson Tide. Okay. One loss, and it become it is going to be in the SEC championship to Georgia, but they bounce back in the playoffs. Five is Beelan and mine, Indiana. Her Penix is going to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten. Pac-12 is going to be Arizona State and Herm Edwards. Going to get that, that young. That's a role. sleeper right there that you, you... – because they are really young. Guys, Dale Jr. saying hello. Hello, Dale Jr. And then my last two guys are two at-large bids, Iowa State and Matt Campbell stays at Ohio Iowa State. And I'm coming back with Cincinnati. The coach and the quarterback are back. I'm going to take Cincinnati as the eight seed getting in there. Okay. Assuming if the four of us had the chance of changing the format, we're going to go eight teams. That's going to be what it took 2021-22 playoff would look like from me, an early prediction. Okay. Uh, let's go to Mr. Cicliano next. Okay. We have Clemson, Alabama, Liberty, Coastal Carolina, Indiana, Cincinnati, Texas, and the last one is Arizona State, who beat Oregon this year. That's my eight. We both got Arizona State. I like it. Well and coached. Mr. Mr. Valenti, what would your eight be? I'm going Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Oregon, Ohio State, Liberty, Georgia, and Iowa State. 
Fair enough. Mr. Valent- Mr. Valenti likes Liberty. I, can I, tell. I do like Liberty. They got that quarterback. He was an ex-Auburn yeah, he's kid. Tough. Beat, they beat tough. Um, they beat Coastal. They're good, man. Well coached. Yeah, they are. They're good. They are. They're well coached. Yep, I agree. Mr. Beal, you have eight? Yeah, I can think of eight. Um, I can go with um, – all right, I'm going to go Miami. I'm going to go – that's a good sleeper one because he's what's his name's back, isn't he? Is King uh-huh. back? King's coming back. Yeah, he announced back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Miami, Ohio State. Um, I'm gonna go Oklahoma, Oregon, Alabama, Georgia. I'm going to put North Carolina in there. And I'm going to my number eight. This is going to be a super, super sleeper. I don't know how they would get in there, but San Jose State. I like it. Got to throw a sleeper in there. I like it. How about it, Kurt? Finish this off on this one, and then my last question to. The no, I, I got mine. I said Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Oregon, Ohio State, Liberty, Georgia, Iowa State. Out of your eight, Kurt, okay. who is your national champion? Who's who's in the final, and who's your champion? I'm gonna go Oklahoma. Georgia and Georgia. Mr. Siciliano. Either Georgia or Alabama. Mr. Bealey. Uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with Bama. Nothing's telling me different. I'm going an all SEC final, Georgia, Bama. I'm gonna say Georgia gets it, sis, because of their they're gonna, it's going to be their year to have all the kids. Two years yeah, ago, they're, good. They're, they're loaded. I agree with you. Two Definitely. years ago it was LSU. This year it was Alabama. I think next year is Georgia. So I'm going to go Georgia, Bama in an All SEC final. Kurt, I think that uh, concludes our college football. You have anything else? That's it. We got a, a comment coming in from a. Uh, Cazito Suervo saying, I hope that Brooklyn wasn't for the Nets. Shake my head. Sis, what's your thoughts real quick on the on the Brooklyn Nets trading uh, pretty much f- three draft picks, changing everything for James Harden? What's your thoughts on that? Again, I always liked Harden. But, you know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn surprising some people. They got a nice little team, man. Yeah. I like them. They're good. Listen at 9.30, sis. We'll have some comments on that. Okay. Mr. Um, Ciciliano, definitely want to thank you and congratulations again for your Alabama Crimson Tide on a perfect season and uh, unbelievable team that Nick Saban coached through uh, through this COVID uh, pandemic. You know, that's another thing that nobody Wait, mentioned. Coach Breslin's making a comment. Sis is going to like this. He said about Harden, another headache. Good luck. Yep. With Kyrie. But, uh, sis, real, well, say- sis, real. You know what? I got one more question for Sis, Kenny. One more. Um, 
you know, we got we got a, a, the Jet fan on here with uh, Mr. Beelan, and we when me and uh, Sis did our little segment yesterday, second pick of the draft, the Jets. Do they have to take Smith, Sis? If they don't take Devontae Smith, they should fire that whole coaching staff, whoever comes in. Beelan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you think they're going to take Justin Fields. I don't think they are, but yeah, Smith. I'd be happy with ideal pick of Smith, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad with uh, Swell either. Mm-hmm. But listen, you guys need a weapon, and this kid is just sensational. So mm-hmm. he's a franchise player. Yeah, he is. He is. But, but he's had talent around him the whole time. I. I not saying anything. Look at Judy and Ruggs. They didn't do much this year without a quarterback. The Jets aren't going to have that quarterback. I don't know if I go there. I don't know, but that's that's for another segment. Okay. He, he he's in another class besides Judy and Ruggs, Mister. We have our we have our next guest waiting in the waiting room. Mister. Jim Haig is going to be joining us. Okay. I just wanted to again thanks, Mister. Thank you to Mister. Edward Cisliano and. And Come sis on. will be on tomorrow. Sis will be on tomorrow at our wits and wagers. He's going to be on the show. We're going to be making our predictions. Yep, sis is going to be our wits and wagers uh, panelists. You know, making uh, his locks of the week. Bring back the lock of the week. Yep. And uh, we'll have some fun with that, sis. Hope you have yep. a good night. And we'll we'll see you. Uh, hope you comment at nine thirty when we talk about Mister Harden. Good enough. Thank, Thank you, you. Mister Sis. See you tomorrow. You're welcome. Bye. All right. All right. I'm going to let you introduce our guest. Absolutely. Now. There he is, Mr. Jim Haig, our special guest tonight. Thank you, Jim, for joining. There he is. How are you doing, guys? How are you, Jim? We appreciate This is Jim Haig, sports columnist from the... Uh, is it the Hudson Observer? How can what's the actual title, Jim? Well, it's the, it's the Observer of Con, of Corning, and I also work for the Hudson Reporter of Bayonne. Awesome, and he's a Thank humongous. You Jimmy, appreciate it. And he's a big time LA Ram fan, so that's why we that brought is, him on tonight. That is correct. That is correct. That's why awesome, we brought him on tonight. Awesome victory. Nobody expected that. I mean, none of us expected that. I'm sure, Jim, you had probably some positive things to think that you had a chance of beating Seattle, but none of us on this show thought we, you can do it. So I, that's, well, off, that's off to the Rams and the McVay and the coaching staff and the players. Great, great well, victory. McVay is without question one. Uh, he's the greatest coach in Rams history. Um, and especially this year where he totally revamped the entire team. And I also got to give Les Snead credit, too, because he knew what he, exactly what he was doing after they traded to get Jalen Ramsey. And everybody was saying, oh, my God, he gave up two first-round first picks, uh, first picks for him. And uh, the first-round picks, when, if you're very good, don't, don't amount to much, 21, 22, somewhere in that range. And, um, uh, and then he, how did he replace uh, cutting Todd Gurley? And cutting uh, Brandon Cooks, they went out and drafted Cam Akers in the second round and Van Jefferson in the third round. And those two guys have done very well replacing the other two. Cam Akers was a steal. Um, and uh, so they, and then they, they signed Leonard Floyd to a contract after 
uh, Dante Fowler left. Everything, every every button that was pushed, they did it the right way. I got to give them credit. But McVay gets a lot of credit for just totally revamping the team from the being a, a you know throwing a ball all over the field type coach to being one where you know uh, they focused on the run more than they focus on the on the pass. So I got to give him credit. He's done a very great job revamping the team, and then of course putting together a stellar defense, probably the best defense that I can remember as a Ram fan. That defense is, is monstrous, top, top to bottom. Yeah, and you uh, know what? We were talking about it the, last week. You know, just like you said, you, you know, McVay was Mr., you know, the, the offensive genius, and he's going to out-scheme. But you know what? You guys are like – you guys are physical now. You know, you run the ball, you pound it, you play defense. You know, we talk on the show all the time. Like, when it comes to – postseason it's run the ball and play defense and you know what you guys got the formula you know you, you really do you you got the formula to to win the whole thing now because it's not you're not putting it on you know in telling Jared Goff here go win the game for us you know it's it's your running game and your defense so yeah well he still has to be able to and I hope his thumb is is a is a lot better this week he still has to make the uh, occasional play because if you're just total, you know, focused on the run, you know, the Packers can put eight or nine in the box and just shut it down. They got to uh, keep the Packers honest by opening it up a little bit and throw them a little play action pass, little rollout passes that he does to the tight ends, um, a little, little couple of screens, although the screens really haven't worked that much this year like they used to in the past. But um, – He's got to keep. He's got to keep everybody honest by uh, by throwing the ball a little bit, and uh, of course throwing the ball to the to the guy that I'm wearing his jersey right now. Hopefully, hopefully he's healthy. Cooper Cup. Uh, a couple yeah. comments. We're getting a comment from a Donald Cooper saying, "Great reporter, Jim Hague is a great reporter." So thank you for. Uh, You're good, Mel. Thank you, Donald. For, uh, Jim, I got Coach, a question Coach for Cooper, you. Coach playing. Cooper is a great man. A great, great man. So, uh, I, got, I got a question for you, Jim, and this is putting Kurt on the spot again because Kurt puts Kurt's thing with quarterbacks. He has a thing that a lot of quarterbacks aren't worth the money. Uh, okay. My question to you would be about Jared Goff. Are you happy as a Rams fan in general with Jared Goff? And well, you think well, he's worth that... the money that he's getting? No. Okay. If you're going to put it that way, is he worth $24 million a year? The answer is no. Um, am I happy with Jared Goff? Um, well, the, the choice was either Jared Goff or Wentz. Um, so I guess we did the right thing because I'd rather have Goff than, Goff than Wentz. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not overly pleased with Goff. He's too inconsistent. And I think his inconsistency began with this, with the Super Bowl against the Patriots, where he was totally, totally a scared little boy in that game. If you saw him when they were standing there for the national anthem, he had his eyes so entirely wide open, like, you know, like, and I said, and I even said to, to friends, I said, he's, he's scared out of his wits. And sure enough, he was. And he, and in my mind, he cost the Rams the Super Bowl that year because he just didn't make plays. Um, the Rams, the Rams are going to be a good football team, but they, they got to depend on Goff, and everybody, you know, all these Ram fans that say that Goff's got to go, he's not going anywhere. I mean, he's, you know, he's under contract for the next three years. He's getting twenty-four million dollars a year. He, he's got. If anything, he's what he's got to do is improve. 
because he's the quarterback. I don't think Wolford is the answer. I think that Goff has to be the quarterback, and he's going to be the one that's going to play Saturday, I would imagine. All right. No, yeah, to answer the question, I'm not happy with him at all. Want to ask Jim a question, John? Yeah, so Jim, so me and Kurt, we always have this thing about Jared Goff, right? So $24 million compared to NFL quarterbacks in in the league right now. He's actually ranked um, number 14 among contracts, okay? Is that true? 14? Yeah, 14. Okay. Okay. So, like, I put him in the same category as Carson Wentz, okay? Because – the guy clearly brought him you he brought your Rams to the Super Bowl, okay, that year. Okay. Single handedly yeah. brought him to the Super Bowl that year. He got paid after that, right? And his only bad season is this year. And everybody's talking about him saying, you know, uh, maybe Jared Goff's not the answer, but the past three year seasons before that, before his rookie season, the guy, if you look at his, he's been he's been lights out. He's been playing well. I mean, and it's it's it's. it's I would say the year that, the year that we went to the Super Bowl, he definitely was lights out, and he was incredible. I think he had twenty eight touchdown passes and thirteen interceptions. He was incredible. Uh, he was not good at all last year. If you look at his numbers last year, I think he was twenty touchdown passes and seventeen interceptions. And this year, he's twenty and thirteen. So he's really he throws the ball to the other team way too much, way too much. I just, think, I just think for where he's averaging out for his, his price range, I really don't think it's that bad for an NFL starting quarterback. Well, he's – in my mind, he, he – you know, the, there are other quarterbacks that are probably getting less money than him that are far better. So if you're saying he's 14th, um, wow, that's that shocks me. There are 14, 14 quarterbacks that are getting paid better than Jared Goff. We're, we're 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 talking about Ryan Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, Ryan Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo. So Jimmy Garoppolo's getting paid him. more than Goff. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo's getting paid. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm shocked with that. So let's. Uh, so, so, I guess, so- you know, I'm sorry. So let's get into this, Jim. So you talked about Saturday. I want to break this down. See, because this is where I guess I get into with all of us on the show about the money factor is, hey, your defense is great, hands down. And Beelan's been the one. I give Beelan credit from day one. He's been saying the Rams defense and the Rams defense. But the Rams defense this week's going into Lambeau. They're playing Aaron Rodgers, who's, if he's not the second best behind Mahomes, he's the best. He's one of the two best quarterbacks. You can't tell Amen. this. You can't tell this defense this week. Hey, you got to hold Aaron Rodgers to thirteen points. It's just it, it's it's unrealistic. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's at home. You know he's going to put up twenty-seven to thirty points. Jared Goff. Now, when you're making that money, you got to match him. You got to you got to play. Like it can't be to Jared Goff. Hey, you might have to turn to Jared Goff. In my opinion, so we can say, hey, you might have to score thirty-four points. You're making twenty-four million. I, you can't rely on the offense, you know, like that's where I get Kurt, with the money. Kurt, Kurt, I disagree. Um, if we get into a game where the Packers score 34 points, we're not winning. Um, we got to be able to hold them to 24 or less. So that's your uh, number, to leg- 24. You have a legitimate chance to win. Yep. We have to hold We have to hold the Packers to 24 or less because we're not going to score more than 27. That's just the way the game is. And, and for, us to, for us to win, we got to be able to run the ball. We've got to run the ball efficiently. we got to control the clock. 
We got to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field and make it as as low of a scoring game as possible. If it gets into a shootout, we have no chance of winning at all. The defense has got to be able to make plays, make plays, get Rodgers out of his rhythm, and uh, and hold them within check. But if they if if, if it if it's early on, if it becomes a shootout, you see in the first quarter where it's like 14-10 or 17-14 or something like that, we have no chance of winning that game. None. Now, how's the injury? Oh, I'm sorry, John. Go ahead, John. No, and I think the Rams and the NFC are the – even when this the playoff started, it was the only defense that actually could stop Aaron Rodgers or not stop him, but Contain. hold him at bay. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. Now, now you're talking about now you're talking about Ramsey, Ramsey, physical Ramsey against Adams. Yeah, what a great matchup! What an oh. absolute great, great matchup! But don't, but don't lose sight. Probably the most underrated defensive back in the game is John Johnson. He is an unbelievably unbelievable defensive player, and how he didn't make the Pro Bowl is beyond me because he makes every single play uh, defensively. He is very, very good, and he makes the others like Williams and Hill uh, and uh, and Fuller from, from Old Japan in New Jersey mm-hmm. um, makes all three of those makes all three of those defensive backs much better. But uh, John Johnson is very, very underrated. He's a player and a half. The Rams got to pay him in the offseason, and I don't care how much they have to pay him. He, he's got to get every penny. So if, the other thing the Rams got to do too is continue their pass rush. If they get after Rodgers and you know, not, and I'm not saying they don't have they have to sack him, but if they knock him down, say I don't know, 10, 12 times and get him out of his rhythm a little bit, that's that's also a very key point. And it's not all Aaron Donald. Their defensive line uh, with Michael Brockers and Sebastian Day and and um, and um, uh, Morgan Fox. And Gaines, I mean, they and they have great defensive linemen that can get after the passer, right? get after the passer. So uh, I think that's the key to the game, also as well. Is that it just the Rams' pass rush has to get after Rodgers. How, how is Donald? How's Excuse Donald's me? injury, Jim? He's okay with the injury. Oh yeah, he's, I mean, I think I think he'd play with a ruptured spleen. Um, I, you know, he, he's he's got some sort of a rib injury. It's not even a broken rib. It's some, it must be some sort of rib cartilage. And those are very, very painful. Um, I know for a fact how painful those rib injuries can be. You don't want to do two things. And the two things are you don't want to laugh and you don't want to do something uh, as most people call a twosie. Those are, the only, those are the two things you don't want to do with, with, with rib injuries, that you don't want to sit on a toilet and you don't want to laugh. So, but so if you keep him really nasty and keep him away from the toilet, I think he'll be okay. And and Jim, I said uh, one thing wouldn't surprise me would be if you see a Derrick Henry type performance from Cam Akers. The Packers are known to throw duds. They put Raheem Mostert on the map to you know over 200 yards rushing last year. That's correct. Uh, yeah. And then they don't. Then then you don't worry. You don't have to worry about keeping the ball in, in Goff's hands, but keep the keep the run game alive and get that Cam Akers and run game. Malcolm Brown could be an X factor too. Uh, uh, Malcolm Brown will get like, his, if, if, it's a, if it's a good Ram game, he'll get his seven to 10 carries, but no, there's no question. 
Cam Akers is a huge key to this game, and he needs 25 carries, 125 yards, and two touchdowns. That's what he needs to. And it's not, it's not out and of the that's question. That's not out of the question. Mm-hmm. That's not, not out of the question. question. Especially with the way very the well see an upset here. So uh, you know what, Jim? I, let's get let's get Jim's prediction, Kenny. Let's let's you know what do you got? Any, uh, my yeah. prediction is the Rams twenty three twenty. Okay, Beelan, you can I mean, you can make your official pick tomorrow, Beelan. But with Jim on, what do you, where are you going to go, Jim? Ah, uh, Beelan. Um, twenty seven twenty three. Rams. You're going Rams too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to be a little realistic, Jim, and I, I hope the Rams pull off off the upset. I love the upsets. I'm gonna I'm just going to say they fall a little short, around like you said, twenty. I'm going to say twenty four twenty Packers. Okay. okay. I and, and I think you know, like, but again, like, and and I want to give Beelan a lot of credit because all year long he's been he was saying defense, 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 and I think Kenny, you might have said it before. This is maybe the only team left that can maybe go into Green Bay and beat them because they got but, the formula. You know, they do. And right, Kurt, to go back on my prediction really fast, and we'll get back to to Jim. Reluctantly though, because I'll be texting you, Kurt, if Cam Akers is running all over them in the first quarter. My prediction's changing right away. It, it's all going to matter on Packers' run defense. If their run defense don't show up, Rams are winning that game. Oh, yeah. And you you said it. They they have not – I mean, most – what do you, he might even have close to 300 yards last year in that NFC championship game running on him. So, uh, sure. that's true. So, all right. So, that so Jim's going there. Jim, can we talk real quick about the other side, the Tampa Bay-New Orleans game? Sure. No problem. All right. Um, so, real quick. This is an exciting game, 640 – I mean, it's the first time ever Breeze versus Brady in a in a playoff game. Um, listen, it's going to be a super. It's going to be awesome to watch this game. What's your thoughts on that game? Well, they got to be the two oldest quarterbacks to ever play in a big playoff game. I mean, Brady's forty four, Breeze is forty three. I, I mean, the only person I remember being older as a quarterback in my lifetime is George Belanda. I mean, I don't remember anybody be, being older than the two of these two, um, and. Um, although uh, Breeze has shown a little bit wear and tear um, more so, Brady had one of his best years ever this year. So um, the only thing is, well, here's the deal. If there were fans in the stands yes. in New Orleans, um, and there were 75,000 people in the stands, I would say uh, that Tampa Bay had no shot, just absolutely no shot, with no fans. It's certainly they get a ch- chance to, to win the game. It's very, very difficult to go into the, the Superdome and win. I didn't, from my standpoint, as a Ram fan, I couldn't believe the Rams went into the Superdome and won that game two years ago. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, as we all know, they got very, very lucky with that call. Um, yep. That, that should have been interference. I mean, there's no other words to describe it. But, um, but you know, uh, but I think – Tampa Bay right now is clicking. I mean, they really, they are really, really clicking well. But the key to Tampa Bay has been no one has gotten after Ram uh, Brady since the Ram game. Since the Rams played uh, Tampa Bay on Monday night and knocked him silly, nobody's really gotten after Brady. And we all know the Giants can attest to that fact. If you're going to go after, if you're going to beat Tom Brady. You got to sack him, knock him down, just make life miserable for him. And if you do, 
and you get him out of rhythm, you have a real good chance to win. Um, and I like, you know, I'm a firm believer in a game that that magnitude, that the team with the best player on the field usually wins, and the best player on the field is Alvin Kamara. And I think that, you know, because he could do so many different things. He's a great runner. He's an incredible receiver. He doesn't stay on the field long enough for me because he's, he's constantly taking plays off. But um, when he's got the ball in his hands, as was proven um, a couple of weeks ago when he scored six touchdowns. Yeah, I, I had mean, Jim, I, I played against him in the fantasy Super Bowl that week. I know that week. He scored six Kurt, touchdowns on him. Kurt, so did I. Yep. In the fantasy Super Bowl, I played against him. It was over Christmas was no, Day. No sense to even looking at the rest of the game. That's I, it. I, I, there's no chance. You know? Yep. But, but um, he is he's a class above everybody else. And uh, I, I firmly think that he's the the X factor in that game. I think it's, I think it has nothing to do with Brady and Breeze. It has to do with Alvin Kamara. If he can keep, run the ball for say 125 to 150 yards and make like five or six receptions for 80 yards or something like that, the Saints win the game. If Tampa Bay does a great job with the rejuvenated uh, three finger uh, superstar in, uh, in, uh, Pierre Paul, who I can't believe how great he's recovered and playing, um, and they do a good job of uh, stifling Kamara, I think then Tampa Bay's got a chance to win. But I think I, I, if I'm going to make a pick, I'm picking New Orleans. Uh, Jim, we're going back. You just mentioned about the fans. Obviously, it helps somewhat, but it, would it be a different ball game and change your outcome if you guys had to go into a full Lambeau field for a playoff game? Not as much as it does, say, the, the Superdome that's indoors. And that place is the loudest place in the world. So, yeah, no, I, I, if, even if, Tampa, if Green Bay was packed, I'd still stick to my guns. That's just, just the way I feel. The only thing that's playing in the Packers' favor is that teams that usually have the bye in the playoffs always do well in the first round of the playoffs. So I think having the bye is going to play uh-huh. a big favor favor for for Green Bay but I don't think fans would have mattered as much in the Ram Packer game as it definitely would have mattered in uh in the Saints and the, and the Buccaneers okay Beelan anything else from in the Tampa Bay New Orleans game for Jim um no I just think Tampa's gonna come out man I uh I was watching the NFL Network today I believe it was NFL Network and this shows how long Brady and Breeze have been in the league. They were showing some highlights when their first matchup in 2002. One of Brady's touchdowns was to Mike Vrabel. Wow. Breeze's touchdowns was to Curtis Conway. Oh, my God. Oh God. Jim, I believe I got somebody in our waiting room that wants to say hello to you, a long, long-time friend of yours, I believe. It's him. Wow. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's a friend. Oh, no, that's our, that's our guy, Vinny. Vinny, I, I'm waiting on somebody else. Vinny, hang out. you doing, Vinny? Vinny's a Bills fan from yeah, He's going to talk too. AFC talk. AFC. Right. Sorry, Vin, I thought you were somebody else. Well, good good luck to Vinny and the Bills. There's no no team that deserves more uh, success than the Bills do. Um, and I love Josh Allen. I mean, 
gee, if I could have had a chance to draft Josh Allen instead of Jared Goff, I would have been all over that. Oh, yeah. I love I loved the Bills. Love the Bills. Can they beat Can they beat Mahomes? No, but I love the Bills. That's going to be a great game, though. Jim I, got a, Jim, I got one more question for you, getting back to the New Orleans game. You mentioned it two years ago. You, they, they beat the Rams last year. I'm sorry, they lost to the Rams last year. They lost to the Vikings. I mean, I don't want to say they choked two years in a row, but you know what? You could say home field, you're home, you lose home playoff games. You know, Brady, as much as Brady's older and stuff, I'll tell you, he's going to come in there. It's not going to phase him going into New Orleans. You think not they're a little, you And think he's had success in that building. He won a Super Bowl in that building. Yeah. He won a, and I don't want to say who we beat in that Super Bowl, but, um, you know, it's, it's a team I know pretty well. So, But he knows, you know, he, he won a Super Bowl in that building, so he's played there before. I, you know, I, yeah, I, nothing that Brady does would surprise me. I just, you know, I just think, you know, like I said, Alvin Kamara is going to be the difference. Do you think though? Do you think though that they the, the longer that game's closer? Do you think a little bit where the the Saints kind of tighten up? Like, oh, oh, here it is again. You know, like, do you think they're going to play Absolutely. tight? Absolutely. If the news now, I got your group, now I got your special guest coming in. Or he want the wanted to say hello. This I know is him. Okay, he's um, coming in right now. All right, go ahead. Who's this? Mr. Jim Sickinger. Oh my God! <laughs> Happy belated birthday, Sick. He's got a there he is. Hey. Happy belated birthday, sick. Hey, hey. Mr. Hey. I heard this was a meeting yeah, of the Frank. Bo- when was your birthday? Wait, this, day, right? I figured I know you wanted to come on to say hello to Jim, Mr. Sickinger. And uh yes, sir. finishing up the NFC talk. And uh Vinny just joined us too from Beaverlos Builds. We're gonna get to the AFC at nine o'clock. We're just finishing up the NFC. Yeah, Kenny, when I was talking to Kenny, he goes, Yeah, we got a guy named Jim Hag. He's a big Ram fan. I go, I, I think I might know him. So maybe I'll come out a couple minutes early. Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing really good, Sick. How are you? All right? Happy good. birthday. Thanks, man. I thought this was a Frank Bofuco fan club meeting here. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a little uh, rapid fire with Jim? With, with yeah, let's quick? do a little rapid fire, Vinny. If you just hang on for one sec, we're going to get to yeah, Vinny and Jim in we'll a get couple of seconds. By the way, I'll tell you this, Vinny. Fired, and I want Jim's Super Bowl prediction at the end. Well, hold on. Super okay. Bowl prediction, before you get to Kenny, I think this. Vinny's going to like this, and Jim's going to like this. Eddie Murphy's Super Bowl prediction. He said, place your bets now. Buffalo, Rams. That's what Eddie Murphy's going. I like it. I always liked Eddie Murphy. I was, I was a, always a very, very big Eddie Murphy fan. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, coming I'm going to coming change to America it up. Too is coming up. So Kurt, I'm going to change it up. I know you got rapid fire questions. I got a couple. Okay. I'm going right, to ask Jim a two-part question first. Rapid fire, Jim. Your favorite all-time Ram and your favorite current time Ram. Okay, good. My favorite all-time Ram is Merlin Olsen. He's the reason why I'm a Ram fan. It's a long story, but if I could say it really quick. Um, I met him at a football camp at Lehigh University uh, when I was 11 years old, the year after I lost my father, and he helped me become a lineman. He knew I was going to become a lineman, and he helped me become a lineman, and I was mesmerized by him, so he's the reason why I'm a Ram fan. And my autographed picture of the Fearsome Foursome hangs in my bedroom, so it's uh, awesome. he, he's, the, he's, the real, uh, he's the real deal. Uh, my favorite current Ram? Uh, wow, I, it's hard to go against Aaron Donald, but I'll say Cooper Cup. Uh, he just, you know, he makes every single play, and uh, he's 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 a lot of fun to watch. 
Go ahead, Kurt. <laughs> All right. Toughest. You. You all. Well, it's probably going to be easy. But your your favorite win or your best win as a Ram fan. Uh. Well, besides the Super, I. You know what? I, I mean, how could you go against the Super Bowl? You know, we beat the we beat the Titans in the Super Bowl. Um. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another one at you. This is a long time ago. In 1979, um, we we had no chance, no prayer of beating the Dallas Cowboys in Texas Stadium, and somehow we did, and we won 21-19 to move on to the NFC Championship game, and Cowboys were 12-2 and in the number one seed, and that was Roger Staubach's last game. So that's a memorable, a memorable win for me as well. But, of course, winning the Super Bowl uh, has to stand out. And how about the opposite on the other side of the, you know, the fence over there? What was the worst loss as a Rams fan? Oh, gosh. Um, I can't say the last time we lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots because we were never in the game. Uh, I'm going to say the first time we lost to the Patriots when we were a 14-point favorite and it, the game should have never been that close. And we all know what the Patriots did to win that game. So uh, that's that sticks in my craw. Something, something fierce. That's why I hate them with a passion. And they're always in my name known as the Cheetahlots. Okay. They, and, you, and you know what? My next question is, what's the best Rams team that never won a Super Bowl? Wow. Wow. Would it be that? Would it be that well, year, Rams? Yeah, I guess it's got to be that year. That, yeah, we, we, were the, we were clearly the best team in the NFL. Clearly. Head and, head and shoulder better than everybody else. And, uh, and we lost. So, you know, we, I mean, it, was, it wasn't even close how, how much we were. We beat them in, in Foxborough about six weeks before the playoffs, like 33-17 or something, and it wasn't that close. And I was there. It was not that close at all. We, um, wow, yeah, that's the best, the best team that them won since then. Okay. And my last one for you, Jim, an X factor for Sunday, a player that's got to – I think we talked about it earlier. I think I know where you're going to go, but an X factor for Sunday, a player that's got to step up to, to make, to pull off the upset. Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd's got to have a huge game, maybe get a sack or two, make sure that he controls the run and then gets after Rogers. Cause he's got the best speed that can take Rogers out of his game. And, and like I said, doesn't necessarily have to get a sack, but just knock him down like four or five times and let him know that he's in the game. Leonard Floyd, in my mind, has got to be the uh, – he's got to have a huge game for the Rams to win. All right, and let's start a little trouble here. We got Vinny, we got Vinny, and we got Jim. So, don't, me, I'm not in it. Kenny's not in, and Beelan's not in. Our teams are out. But those guys still have a shot to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Is, is Vinny or Jim – Jim's a big-time Chief fan. Vinny, obviously, a Bills fan. Will one of them be going to the Super Bowl this year again? Um, well, I'm going to root for the Bills, but I think the Chiefs, how could you, how could you not pick the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, they're clearly the best team in the NFL right now. They only got one loss and uh, that one loss, they didn't even deserve to lose. So, um, yeah. And they got the best player in the game. So uh, it's, it's hard to pick against the Chiefs, but I, I'll say that I'm going to root for the Bills because I love Buffalo. I love the city of Buffalo tremendously, but I got to pick the Chiefs. My very last question for you, Jim, your Super Bowl prediction and winner. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Chiefs-Rams 
uh, in the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs win the game uh, 33-17. Okay. Ooh. Jim, anybody else want anything for, for Jim? Anybody else? Dick, nothing? You got nothing for me, You know Sick? what? I'm, I'm digging that new logo. You're all behind the new logo up, up on your hat there. That's impressive. Thank you. That is you got nothing else to say? I mean, come on. You know, you, you and know, I are boys. I you mean, know I what? I understand. I like to keep it close to the vest when it comes to my Chiefs. Um, can be an interesting okay. week. Oh, without question. Without question, I think it's going to be a real, real, it always is the best weekend of football uh, when you I get agree. to the divisional playoffs. Yes. You get the four, four, four games, and these four games, all four of them are going to be tremendous football games. So it's going to be, it's going to be real, real interesting to see what transpires this week. Awesome. All right. Sounds good. Kenny? Uh, I want to thank Jim. Hey, pleasure talking to you for the past half hour, and good luck to your Rams. Thank you Packers very much, Kenny. The rest of the playoffs. I hope, Thank you. hope they go to the Super Bowl for you. My yes. Giants good have luck, been out of it. Good luck, to, good luck to the Knicks. The Knicks got Thibodeau, which was the steal. Finally, they did something right after 20 years. They hired the second-best coach in the game, and uh, he's going to make a big, big difference while he's there. So good luck to the Knicks. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Jimmy, the next time you come out, we'll talk about your Mets, all right? We'll give you – Free reign. You right. don't want. You don't want to talk about. It. You're sick. You don't you know want what? to talk about. I'll, it. I'll open it up. You don't want. Me. Oh God, this yeah. man. This man for the last twenty years Ooh. has abused me for being a Met fan. It's like nobody else's else's business. So that's the open invite, Jim. We'll have fun. There it is, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Kurt, Kurt will be on your team with the Mets, and Jim and I will, will debate the Yankees. There you we got go. a Braves, okay. but Beelan's the Braves fan, so that's even even worse for you, Jim. Yeah, I agree. I'm not, you know, I. I, I well, we'll have some fun, Jim. Fun. When baseball season starts, we'll invite you back if you if you want to come on. Please do, and I'll I'll wear my my wear my Pete Alonso jersey and uh, and obviously a colorful <laughs> hat. Jimmy, good seeing you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Sick. Have Take a, care, guys. Thank you very much night. for having me. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Jim. All right. You take care. You too. All right. All right, Jim. I got some – unfortunately, Jim, you're going to be double teamed for this uh, AFC playoff segment. That's fine. Vinny's Vinny's counterpart, Will Colon, has joined us. We got the Viva Los Bills guys on my screen – Jim looks like if it's the Brady Bunch, Jim is Alice, and, and Vinny and, and Will are Jan and Peter. Oh, boy. The Bills guy's on the opposite sides of the Chief guy. It looks great. Love it. You see What's the up, Chief guys? guy ran out of the room. Well, let me just say this. Uh, Will- Welcome, Vinny and Will. Viva Los Bills joined us. Thanks for coming on, guys. All right. Thanks for having me. Beeling? Sorry, I had to get so a little more comfortable. Oh, there you go. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Beeling, get your recorder and record this right now, because Will, here we go. You ready? I'm starting. I'm, I'm saying one word tonight, a couple words, but one sentence. Good. Pay that man his money. James, oh. <laughs> Josh Allen, give him the money. Give him the money. You seen what he did in the postseason? Game on the line. At, he threw it. He ran it. He was in control. Pay that man his money. He did enough. There you go. He did. He actually stepped up. He ran when he needed to run. Because in that beginning of the game, I was looking, and I was like, man, he needs to run the ball. He's going to have to take some runs. And he did, and he looked good. The whole mm-hmm. squad looked pretty good. You know. 
So right, why don't we do this? I think you guys will agree. Since the Bills and Ravens are the first AFC matchup on the game, and they played last week against the Colts, let's get Vinny and Wilds' quick thoughts on that game and preview on the Bills-Ravens, and then we'll go to Jim on his first game upcoming this week because he had the bye, a precious bye, and now he's got the hot Browns team. So we'll, well get you know the- what's good too, Kenny? We got Mr. Beelan, who's a, Beelan a Raven, yeah, he's been coming a Raven fan with Lamar. So let's <laughs> let's have him go against the one trick pony. Let's go him with the Bills. So here we go. Here we there go. Is it. Absolutely. So yeah, Will and Vinny, you guys take it, take it. What are your thoughts on the Bills Colts game? Scary, scary, I will tell you that. But uh let's get your thoughts, the two of you guys, and uh then we can talk about the upcoming games on uh, Saturday. Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a great game. Um, I thought uh, I thought uh, 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 head coach for uh, Indianapolis made some crucial mistakes that led to our win. Um, we had a couple guys that stepped up really well. Gabriel Davis with some great catches. Um, our kicker Bass, uh, a rookie kicker, kicked a fifty-four yard field goal, which I think is the longest for a rookie in a playoff game. Uh, several several crucial plays that I believe the Colts, um, you know, I'm the kind of guys like show me the points, get go for the points. Uh, but I think uh, the Colts ultimately made mistakes on that end by not getting the points. And I think it paid off for the Bills at that tail end. Um, Josh played, you know, there was one crucial mistake on that fumble that uh, that he had, but Darrell Williams recovered it, and uh, that was a great a great play on his behalf. Um, what else? What else is there to say? I thought I thought it was a closed game. It was a scary game. I thought there were some bad calls uh, in terms of the refs. Uh, the late fumble by the Colts, where they said he was down Absolutely. by contact. I think it was a horrible call. Um, I was texting Will, going crazy, like, "Man, this game should be over." And then, and then it was a hail mary play, which you know we didn't fare well against Arizona. So I, all I was all I was thinking was knock the ball down, which. You know, thank God Rivers doesn't have the arm he has. Yeah, he didn't even get in the end zone. No, he got to like the five-yard line and we batted it down. But other than that, I thought I thought if this was going to be a game that the Bills had to like squander around with, I think this is the game that needed to happen. Um, so I'm glad they got that out the way. That being said, I hope they play better this week because they got they got their hands full. One trick pony. Will, you want to add? <laughs> no, like Vinny said, listen, man, they played a really good uh, Colts de- team, top 10 offense, top 10 defense. You know, a lot of people weren't giving them the credit. And the Bills could have lost that game. Like Vinny said, too, you know, they should have. T- I would have taken the three points. I know it was early and you drove down there fine. You could take it that shot. I get it. But it's the playoffs. Me personally, I would have taken the three. Uh, and they would have actually – probably won the game. Then they went for two. There was no reason for them to go for two. Just take that one point. You know, they, if you want to say the truth, they should have beat us, but they didn't. And that's what counts. Bills pull out the win. Uh, they're going to have their hands full with uh, Beelan's second team now. Yep. They're going to have to slow down that run. That's my main concern. Uh, Lamar, he could throw the ball, but he's dead last in yards per game throwing the ball. He's not the best thrower out there. And I said last week's game would come down to the passing game. Kind of did. I mean, Tannehill had a chance he threw that interception. But whatever. Let's go on. Let's move on. Noah, Will, 
uh, Jim, if, if you were listening last week, Will was on our show. He was saying how he's a hostile fan back in the day. <laughs> and I was thinking on that last drive when the Colts were driving, I'm like, oh, man, how hostile is Will going to be? If, if, oh, if I, was, I was fuming, especially because of the fumble. Everybody right. in the world saw it was a fumble. And how did these guys not get that right? Because if they would have went and they would have scored that touchdown, we would have lost that game. I was fuming. I even told Vinny the game was over. I wasn't even happy. I was happy, but I, I couldn't even enjoy it because I was so mad with that bad call. Like your, your text, hey Will, your text to me sounded mad. I was getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. So Kenny, let's do this. Kenny, let's listen. Since Jim's still on a bye and he's got the life. Well, he's not on a bye this week, but he had his bye. I want Beelin to start a little trouble with these guys. Beelin, <laughs> why? Why are these? Why is your one-trick pony gonna knock these two guys out of the playoffs this week? Because the the legend Kurt Valenti says, if you can run the ball and play defense, you win. And when and and the reason why he's last in passing is because they're rushing for three hundred yards a game. So when you're running and you can play defense and no other team's been better than that in the past five, six weeks, they're winning the game. This is the thing, though. You have to look. And, and Will, oh, not the great ball. Go ahead, go ahead. The Bills don't have a running game. Eh, they don't run the ball. And that's the thing. No uh, running game. You know, maybe, oh, I mean, yeah, the thing ask. is, it's uh, what's his name? Dable said, we won't. we don't need to run the ball. He's like, when they slow us down, then we'll put more running game into it. My problem is, well, not a problem. The one thing is they did play, what was it, uh, Ravens last year. I think they, the Ravens won last year, I believe. 24-17, yeah. But we contained Lamar. I know our defense is a little different this year. They're running this nickel defense, which drives me insane. Yeah. But they were able to contain him. If they could do that again, I'm not afraid of really their pass game. So that falls in our lap, it's better for us. That's Kurt, I want to ask. I want to ask Will and Vinny one question, and then I want to get to Jim with his uh, outlook on the Chiefs. Uh, Zach Moss, does that hurt you guys in any way? Because I, I know, like we just said, no running game. But I look at the intangibles. Mm-hmm. Is he a good blocker? I don't. I don't watch many of the Bills games down here in Maryland. So is he a good blocker? Is he a good, you know, route runner? Is he a big loss, or is it not much of a loss? Like well, to. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, like Beelan said, we don't run much. You know, he was averaging, I think, four yards a carry. He had, I think it was four or three catches. So they do a little bit of everything. You know, I'm not really watching them blocking too much, but they have had him in there to block. But you have Singletary, the kid Antonio Williams. He stepped up, even though it was the last game of the season, he was a beast in there. And then they brought in Freeman. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they could get it done. What worries about me uh, uh, with the loss of Zach Moss is uh, that'll be the heavy load for Singletary. Um, they're talking about bringing Antonio Williams in. I'm not too fond of having a rookie in a playoff game because we because they're going to bring blitzes. Baltimore's going to blitz a lot, and I don't know how Antonio Williams is going to be able to handle the blitz. So in my opinion, I think T.J. Yeldon will be a best option uh, in terms of Zach Moss being out um, because he's has he has more experience for uh, – for, for the blitz and picking up the blitz. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my opinion, you know, about, but it is a big loss with Zach Moss. Like, I, like Will said, we don't really, Dable said, we don't really need to throw until we need to, I mean, pat, uh, run until we need to. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be in terms of matchup. It's going to be a chess game. 
All right, so let me ask you this. So let's get to Jim now. And I'm just going to be honest with Jim. And we're going to ask him a fair question. We heard the one truck, the one trick pony, Bealen talking. We heard the two <laughs> Bills guys. Does it matter, Jim? Does it matter or is it just you're walking back to the Super Bowl, Jim? No, it, it, <clears throat> they're the team to be scared of right now because the Bills are what the Chiefs were last year. Mm-hmm. Hot at the right time going into the playoffs. Um, and I felt that momentum last year going and even though with all those crazy playoff games, still being able to, you know, do what we did falling behind and then coming back. But the bills have that momentum building. Um, I said to be an end of the year on our show that I like the Josh Allen kid. I think I was kind of on an Island with that. Um, it's good to see that, you know, every once in a while when you see something, it comes to fruition. Um, the biggest things now, like, you know what, they're hot. They're on a roll. The bills, um, you know, as far as my team, the biggest thing I looked at today was injuries. You know what? The Browns had four guys limited to practice and two didn't practice at all. And they're all their offensive linemen. So the Browns are a little beat up as far as the Chiefs. It was good to see Clyde Edwards Hilaire was back out on the practice field, although limited. He was back out there. Um, Le'Veon Bell was full at practice, which was good. Um, so we're starting to get some guys healthy. We needed to get back on track. Uh, the DeAndre Baker thing with him hurt breaking his leg because he was the extra guy starting to build his way up on special teams and working his way to the secondary, which would have which would have helped. What am I concerned about? I'm concerned about the Browns' run game. Um, that's going to be a monster thing. The Chiefs, as it's known, don't have a good run defense. Uh, we're kind of porous when it comes to that. I'd rather put the game in Baker's hands and have him try to win it. You know what? That would be how I want to go about it. And all week, all I've been hearing is what the Browns are trying to do and what they're going to do to beat the Chiefs. You know, and I haven't heard too many things of what the Chiefs have to do to be. I think if the Chiefs just play their game, you know what? And and if it's a shootout, I'll take my guy and my guys. Absolutely. You know, if I have to go against that. Our defense is what kind of scares me a little bit. You know what? Um, But uh, once again, the Browns got that mojo, man. When you're playing, you got that mojo and something working a little bit. Sometimes that's tough, but you're going into Arrowhead, you know, it's so that should be interesting. What's your guys' thoughts, takes on everything? Are you, are you scared, Jim, a little bit about having the extra time off, the Chiefs mm-hmm. getting off to a slow start, the way the Browns came out against Pittsburgh with that hot start? If, if they do that to KC, because KC's defense, like you just said, isn't the greatest. Yeah, but I know I, I know what our offense is. Are you scared a little of that hot start and you guys starting off cold? Or you got Mahomes, you got Hill, Kelsey. They'll be all right second half, second quarter. We'll we'll bounce back and just come back if we get. I, my worst, my worst fear, and it's happened kind of a lot this year, was when we get out to a lead and we get kind of complacent. Andy gets Andy. I love his play calling, but sometimes he gets a little wacky with some of the things he does. So um, you know what? Let's, we're just going to go with what got us here. If we're going to get into a shootout, I'll take my guys. Um, you know. Would I love to see a Chiefs Bills game next week? Absolutely, I think oh, I, I want to see, to see it too. We'll have I think the network wants to see it. back on. Well, Jim, you're always on the show. We'll have the Bills guys back on next week, and the One Trick Pony will be upside hey. down next week. Can, can I can I can I say one more thing about the Bills game and Ravens game? Absolutely. The three. I just looked at it. The three losses that the Bills had this year. Okay, they lost to the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. 217 yards rushing. The Titans, 179 yards rushing. 
the Chiefs, who really don't even have a running game, 245 yards rushing. That was the game we dedicated to the ground, which was kind of shocking me the first time we played Buffalo guys. Doesn't look like they can stop the run. The problem is they're running this nickel defense, and it drives me crazy. You bring in A.J. Klein, and you match him up with Milano and Edmonds, you should be running the 4-3, especially yeah. if they're lining up as a, a regular spread. If they're not running out there with four or five wide receivers, why are you playing nickel every day? That's the one complaint I have. Not that it matters because we're all cold-weather teams in the AFC, mm-hmm. but what's the weather forecast? Like It's supposed to snow. For Buffalo and KC. Yeah. Oh. And another thing, another thing I want, might want to add: the all three losses that the Buffalo Bills had were against quarterbacks that were dual threats. You know, you had the Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Ryan Tannehill. You know, you, you could. Thanks, Vin. Add on to it. All dual threats. You know, that's my main concern: is the run, and that's yeah. it. It's been the run. I always say it: it's the run. They've been playing better. I but... think the Chiefs game was the one that that actually saw the weakness in the running game for the Bills defense. That's That was the game that we both said, like, wow, you know, they're nothing like they were last year, even though they have almost the same identical personnel, but you hit it on the head. It's that nickel defense. You want everything in front of you. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know what? Not great defense, and I, I, don't, I don't agree with it either. You know what? You, for the you Bill guys, Will and, and – I'm sorry, the other gentleman's name? Vinny. Um, two years ago, three years ago, when we had Bob Sutton as our defensive coordinator – drove me crazy, you know, because that's what was happening. And it drove me nuts. And when they brought in Spags last year and the, the job he did, I, I, I sent your frustration because that's what we went through, yeah. you know, with that, you know, uh, you know, having the right personnel to get in there. So my and problem again, with that is you had Leslie Frazier. It's the same guy coming back. He just changed the defense. It's right. driving me crazy. Well, let me ask you this though, Will and Vinny, and, and this is going to sound crazy though, but mm. You know, Beelan did just give great stats about mm-hmm. what gives you guys problems. You guys say, um, you know, what causes you guys problems. And, you know, you got the champ sitting right there on my right. You got the champs there with Mr. Jim Sickinger. But is it crazy to say you guys would have rather matched up with – like this Baltimore matchup is the worst for you? Is that possible? I don't think so. You'd I still think- rather play Baltimore than play KC? Uh, I mean, I want no. Well, get to the top. You want to beat those teams, you know. Right, right. But I'm I want to. I want KC. To me, I think we we might match up better with KC. You look at talent and talent. That's the way I look at it. Baltimore, to me, the Bills have to force them to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Or maintain, keep them in that pocket. If right. you have to mirror him with Milano, then do that. Milano's a beast. Milano's fast. He could stick pretty much any any uh, running back, most tight ends, and pretty uh, and a few wide receivers out there. He's proven that. So you have the speed there. Just you know, mirror this kid. They're gonna they have to contain. Yeah. Force him to pass the ball. That's it. I agree. If you're gonna you. do it, Ben. Don't break. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think we have to contain. Um, you know, stretch out the defense. Get get those corners. Get that containment. But the thing is, they got that trio of running backs too. So. Now, when you kind of contain, they're going to try to attack you in the middle, and, and it opens up a lot of stuff for the tight ends. That the, What really actually scares me are the tight ends this week. I think the tight ends are going to be – because look what happened with the Colts this week. The mm-hmm. tight ends literally caught almost everything against us. So that that's my concern. As long as we contain uh, um, 
Lamar, I think will be all right, but then that's going to open up the, the the passing for the tight ends, and that that's what I'm really concerned about. All right, a couple of comments, Kenny, real quick from uh, Kazito saying, if you sleep on the Bills, we will surprise you, and uh, that's to our advantage. Teams haven't taken us serious for years. Dale is saying to Kenny, no, he is not at all worried about um, being rusty. Uh, Eddie Murphy saying going to Arrowhead with no fans is not so much of a home field advantage this year. Dale saying with his no. with your um, you know, your offense is too high powered. Um, Eddie Murphy's throwing a dig at us. Uh, Kenny saying, "Hey, Kurt and Kenny, looking at your Knicks because we're getting pounded tonight. I don't want to get into that right now." <laughs> But um, yeah, and Bobby saying that. But let's get to this, Jim. You. I'll read what Bobby says. Brooklyn JV ninety two, New York Varsity seventy. Yeah, we'll get to Bobby. I'll have fun with him if he wants to come on at nine thirty. Yeah, we'll get into that. But let's do this. He wants to come on, Bobby. Come on, bring it on. Come on. But we'll get into that later. All right, Jim, you're up first. Give me the Buffalo Baltimore final score. I think it's going to be. 28-14, 28-14, Buffalo. Hmm. Beelan. 31-21, Ravens. Vinny. <laughs> no, let me go first. Let okay, go ahead. Okay, Kenny. Are they Garfield guys too? Uh, that was uh, Halden. Halden? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with my guys over there that are on my left and right, the Buffalo Bills. My X factor was field goal kickers. Tucker's the best, but they got a kicker in this rookie bass, and he's going to win it. Game-winning field goal, 24-23 Bills. Kurt. And and I'll be <laughs> praying on, that, that Will's not hostile. He'll be, he'll be nervous. Kurt. Kurt's the kiss of death. Couple, hey, couple comments, couple comments. Dale saying, Dale saying it's going to be Buffalo, Kansas City, and the AFC. Uh, Green Bay and New Orleans in the NFC. Coach Breslin's going 28-24 Baltimore. I'm going to say Cazito saying 31-17 Buffalo. You know what? Dale Jr.'s going 35-28 Buffalo. I'm going to go pretty much close to the 31-17. I think here's the key, guys. Once you get it to two scores, 10-14, to it's lights out because now Lamar has to throw – and it fits right into your hands. Josh Allen, this is where it's Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. I'm taking, listen, I'm big on Josh Allen now. Pay hey, the man Kurt, his what's, money. What's the, what's, the, what's the comparison? Well, who's the comparison, Jim, uh, Allen and Lamar Jackson? What do you mean, who's the comparison? I need a comparison. You know, like the scene, Joe's Beckton. What is it? Um, No, no, that's still close. The thing with Josh Allen, man, is Josh Allen, like, they put that game in his hand last week. Listen, they needed him to run, you run. You throw it, throw it. He was throwing dimes to digs. The kid's kid's legit, man. And you know what? We said it. You got to win a postseason game. And this is it. I'm going going 30-17 Buffalo. Kurt, could you imagine back in September when we were doing our show, if I said to you, Kurt, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, one game, who would you take? Every guy was the MVP, right? Yeah. Everybody would. Uh, it's funny how over the course of the year, things change. Sure. And now everybody's on the Josh Allen bandwagon. Yeah. Let's, uh, so, right. so, so, Will and Vin, if you guys want to join our chat, um, <laughs> I have no problem doing that because then on so- what is a Saturday or Sunday game? 
If you want to join it, by all means, come aboard because you'll be getting pony pony tweets all day. <laughs> now let's let's get into the Chiefs prediction. Oh, no, hold on, wait, wait, we got to get these guys. They didn't get I, their predictions. Oh, yeah. good, Vinny, make your prediction, Vinny. Here we go. I, listen, they beat us last year, twenty four seventeen. I'm gonna go with the same score this time. The Bills. It's supposed to snow. Lamar Jackson has never played in the snow. The who else? The safety Chuck Clark. Offensive guard Bradley, Bosman, cornerback Jimmy Smith. None of these guys have ever played in the snow game. I think that's going to be a big factor with the snow. Bass, like you said, he's a rookie kicker, but he's kicking in Buffalo. It's very difficult to kick in Buffalo. Mm. I'm, I'm saying our defense is going to clamp down finally on the run game, this game where it really counts because they're a situational football, defensive football team. They play situationally, if that makes any type of sense. So I'm going 24-17 the Bills. All well, right. I'm going with what coach said, but I'm flipping it. I actually thought 28-24 Buffalo. Okay. Beelan, you could start us off on the Sunday 305 start. Um, big underdogs. I want to say it's like 10 points, I think. Green, uh, Cleveland's a huge underdog at Kansas City. What do you got, Beelan? Chiefs 34, Brown 17. Well, Baker, Baker Mayfield's going to have – Happy feet, and he's going to panic. He's going to start panicking in the first half. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see the Browns win, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, let's say I'm bad with this. 28-14. I'll tell you this, though. You, if you guys win Saturday night, you'll be wearing brown, some kind of brown on Sunday, right? Because <laughs> you want that AFC title in your house, boys, right? <laughs> oh, it'd be nice. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> Vinny, what do you got? I think I think listen, I think the Browns running game might give these guys a, a, a problem, man. I think Chubb and them are gonna have a big night. I got it closer than everybody expect. It's gonna be probably a high scoring game because the Browns are throwing up big numbers. So I'm gonna say 30 27. I'm actually gonna I, I'm actually rooting for the Browns to take this one, believe it or not. Uh couple more gonna run. Couple if comments. Control, if they could control the clock and run the game and keep Mahomes and the offense off the field, they might have a chance. Listen to this. I, 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 somebody was on one of the shows this morning. They're saying the only way that Cleveland can win this game is they said they have to have three eight-minute drives that result in touchdowns, not field goals. It has to be 21 points, but eight-minute drives. They said if, if they score too fast, Kansas City is just going to come back and score. So, I, I don't know. Kenny, where are you going on that? Listen, I know, I know the problem has been – Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, I'm exactly the same way as Vinny. Just a little low. In, but my my prediction was 27, 24 Chiefs, and just like Bass wins it, Bucker's gonna win it and avoid overtime. Chiefs escape a big scare. 27, 24 Chiefs. Oh. Uh, a couple comment. Dale saying 41, 27. Eddie Murphy's going. I, 27-24 Cleveland, Kenny. My other that's that's the first Cleveland one we got. My biggest reason is I really think they're gonna get off to that slow start and Cleveland's gonna be hot at the start. And that that was the point I was gonna try to make. You know, Mahomes, they sat him for the uh week 17 game plus the bye. I mean, you know, that's that's a lot of time off for this game. So and Cleveland's rolling. So, you know, that could be a big uh factor in this game. That's the way I'm looking at it. Same. Uh, I've got a comment from Amir Alankis saying Ravens are running. Um, I'm, he, his comments are raving or running the Buffalo. I'm not exactly sure if he's predicting 
Baltimore over Buffalo, but uh, let's see what Let's do says. a quick uh, rapid fire with Coach and the, the build, Viva Los Builds. All right, let's do this. I'll, I'll start. You got it, Kenny, or you want me to get it? I can start it off. Okay. So for Vin and Will, it'll be Bills, and Jim, it'll be obviously be Chiefs. I'll start with Jim since he's only one and you guys are two. You know what? Let's put, let's <laughs> add Beelan to it, Kenny. We could add Beelan to it. Uh, well, okay. We'll, we'll add Beelan to we'll it. Beelan I don't know if you can answer this one. Jim, your favorite chief of all time and your favorite current Ooh. chief. I'm in there. <laughs> favorite chief of all time, number 58, Derek Thomas. Favorite current? Chief I think Thomas. I know. I think I'm going to be, I think you're going to surprise a lot of people when you say your current favorite chief. Travis Kelsey. Yep. I knew you were going that way. And now how about you guys? I'll start with Vinny. Give me your favorite bill of all time and your favorite current bill. Uh, Eric Moles was my favorite bill, believe nice. it or not. And uh, right now it's got to be Diggs, man. Yeah, I'm just uh, – it's between a toss-up between Diggs and, and Bees because Bees got that heart, you know what I'm saying? But the numbers are with uh, Diggs. Diggs is just number one wide receiver right now. So you got uh, – that's my man right now. How about you, Will? Christian Okoye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Big-ass shoulder pads like this wide. <laughs> <laughs> the horse collar. Yep. No, I'd say Bruce Smith, and I like mine now is probably Jordan Poyer. Okay. And how about Beal you? With the Ravens, he said he was in. No, no, let's no, go, no, no. I'll, I'll, with the Jets. We can ask I'll, him with I'll the go, Jets. I'll go, with, I'll go with the Chiefs. No, listen, I'll go with the Chiefs. Okay. I'll, pl- I'll play with okay, I'll play with the coach on this. Um, I'm just my, my time in my era, but Priest Holmes and, um, and Tariq Hill because he's got the see ya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kazino saying Daryl Talley and Josh Allen now. Eddie Murphy saying Scott Norwood, my favorite Bill of all time. He's a giant fan. He's a giant fan. Come on. Len, hey, that is cold. Len Dawson could be up there too. That is cool. Kirk, go ahead. You take it. All right. Mine's going to be favorite win, favorite – oh, so your team. So let's go favorite chief win you've ever seen watching the game. It could be live, in person, TV, whatever. Who's going first? Jim. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Super Bowl. That was that was fifty years in the in the in the making for me. Okay. The, the last one I was five years old the last time the Chiefs won. And then your uh your worst loss you've watched as a as a fan. D Ford being offsides by this much. We should have back to back Super Bowls. Beelan, what about you? Kill I'm just gonna go sign with Jim. Yeah, right. <laughs> Vinny, how about you? Best win you've ever watched as a Bills fan. Uh, to me, the most satisfaction was last year's Thanksgiving game against Dallas when we beat them 26-15. It was kind of like getting back to the 90s when we lost the Super Bowl to them big time. It was kind of like on a national stage. It kind of That was kind of the best win that I got as of recently anyway. Okay, and how about you, Will? The greatest comeback ever. Because I'm a firm believer, the game's not done until that whistle blows. And, man, they kept, I was like, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. And they came back. Yep. Because he said the same thing, 38-35 against the Oilers. Yeah. The worst would be either the Giants or one of those losses to the Cowboys. How about you, Vince? Say, how old were those guys? How old were you guys when the – I was in high school. Man, yeah. you, you, you're going to put my age out there. I'm 50, so I was 23 years old when uh, – when, <laughs> Is that the toughest game for you guys, though? That that wide right. It, it's no. one. Of, I don't like. It's one of the worst. But I think also probably because my brother's a cowboy fan, dealing with those Super Bowls too. And when we got blown out, just to be blown out, at least the the Giants it was competitive. Cowboys was a blowout. So it was the Raiders. I mean, okay. the Redskins too. 
Yeah, you guys had to hold on to if you were your brother, right? Don Beebe chasing down Leon Lett. Oh, that was yeah. beautiful. Not not, that, that, that was it. You had to hang your hat on that, right? That my, my, my ex-girlfriend and her family were Bills fans, and that toughest loss for me was Music City Miracle. That was the one that was gonna bring was, that up. I, 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 she didn't want to talk to me for for two weeks after that. Game. <laughs> I literally, I literally was at a at a at a playoff party game, uh, a game you know where everybody was just hanging out. We had just finished scoring. I literally left the party, and my phone started blowing up. I'm like, "What the heck's going on?" I could not believe it. I wound up watching it when I got home on ESPN. I, that was the worst ever. I I mean, the game was over. 16 yeah. seconds left. I'm walking out the door. All of a sudden, everybody's calling me. Oh my gosh, that was that was that was a rough one to eat. But then again, last year when we were winning sixteen nothing against Houston, yeah, that was a tough loss too. That one, that one kind of stung pretty bad. My uh, my last question for the guys, Kurt, unless you have one. I'm, I'm good. Now you guys do we're on Super Bowl time. prediction, guys. Simple, your Super Bowl prediction, Jim. <laughs> I want to rematch a Super Bowl one. Let's go full circle, Chiefs Packers. And of course, I know who you're going to say is the win, but give me a score. Uh, Chiefs by two touchdowns. What it'll be, I'm not sure, but we'll go there. I'll, I'll go by how it looks on my screen, Mr. Vinny. Uh, I'm, I'm going Bills, uh, uh, Packers. I think uh, it's going to be a shootout. I think it'll be probably 35-27 Bills. Bills get their first Super Bowl. I like it. And Mr. Will, you finish us off. Uh, I'm picking the Bills because I have, you know. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> I had Seattle, but they got booted. So I would actually like to see Drew Brees and the Saints and Drew Brees, you know, but the Bills win 34-28. I don't know. All right, and and Beelan, Beelan, who's going to be happy on this panel in a couple of weeks in the Super Bowl? Nobody. Nobody? <laughs> Ravens. Where do you go? Baltimore who? Tampa? Ravens. Tampa. Okay. Oh boy. What's that? You drinking oh. green beer or something yeah, over there? Man. Something, man. <laughs> hey, Kurt, uh, Kurt, my final word is this. It was this time last year when I came on your show and Bridgie said to me, you know what? Chiefs aren't going to win. If the Chiefs win, you can come on the show next week. You haven't got rid of me in a whole year. That's so you it. know what? That's it. Thank you. Guys, <laughs> best of luck to all Thank you. you. Guys, good luck. Good luck. Guys, good luck to you, man. We could do an hey, AFC championship next week. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And, uh, Boys, be good. Thank you. Thank Vinny and you Will for coming on tonight. Uh, 7.30 <laughs> tomorrow night. Check out the Viva Los Builds on the I-95 Sports Network. Yes. Facebook, YouTube. Everybody out there, check them out. Builds Mafia. <laughs> pay him Bill. his money Bill, will pay him his money that's right hey, thanks guys by the way they are they're actually they're actually ready to approach him on a big huge contract so do it Vinny. pay it he deserves they, it pay him they the money they need pay to do it now before him. it triples pay him if i'm saying thanks, it guys. i'm saying it thanks guys thanks guys for having yeah. us on i'll Thank see you guys and johnny we'll see you tomorrow right yeah you sure all right, six o'clock tomorrow, John. Thanks for joining and uh, go trick pony, right? One trick pony. Let's go. There you go. Yeah. Zito saying Bill's Mafia. And uh, going to bring in Mr. Petro for NBA. We're going to switch it up to NBA, right? Okay, yeah. We got big NBA news tonight. All right. Huge NBA news. You want to go over the deal, Mr. Kirkpatrick? Uh, you go over it. You, you're the one that told me about it. I was getting my vaccine shot. 
All right. Uh, was breaking news say obviously yeah. something happened last night with uh, Harden was making some comments. So today they pulled the the trigger. The the Nets um, traded, I believe it was three first round picks, and they swapped four years of first round picks along with Levert and Allen, and um, also Indiana somehow got in a deal. Oladipo is going to Houston, but uh, the Nets obviously got the biggest name. They got James Harden to pair with KD and uh, MIA uh, Kyrie. So, uh, Petro, what's your thoughts on the deal? I mean, I think it's a great deal for the Nets. Um, if, if they can work together, I don't, I don't see anybody beating them in the East, at least. They should roll through the East, no problem. Got three of the top six players in the NBA on the sale. Well, uh, Kyrie's not really in, in, in that conversation anymore, but you got three top 15 players in the NBA on your team. I mean, how could you? How could any net fan not be excited about it? I know you gave up Levert, and I know you gave up uh, Allen for it, but who cares? You got right. a chance to win the title every single year now with those three guys on the floor. Eddie Murphy saying he's a Nets fan. He's saying I don't like the trade, but it is what it is. And you know, I agree. I, I, listen, if I'm the Nets, I do it too. You know, you you committed. The thing is, is it, it's 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 three years or bust. You know, that's what it's going to come down for. It's because after the three years, you're going to have no future. I mean, you, you know, you, they're not going to have a first round pick. They're, they're, I mean, anything that is above the Rockets, they're going to obviously swap with them. They have no young guys now. I mean, it's again, it, it's a bad trade. I think from looking up, but for now, I mean, they have to do it. They they made a mistake, I think, with Kyrie. The guy, he, you know, he doesn't want to play. Who knows what his deal is? And, you know, there, I was reading something today saying that his relationship with uh, KD is now on the rocks and stuff like that. So they wanted to make KD happy and getting him, getting, you know, get happy getting Harden. So uh, who knows? You know, it's just, it, it's a bad mix of players, though, I think. Like, with Kyrie is going to be the problem because, you know, like Petro, who's going to have the ball, I guess is my question. Is Harden needs the ball. Kyrie needs the ball. So, like, how do you think they're going to do that? Well, I mean, it's KD's team. Uh, I think that's pretty clear. We, we, we've we been seeing it. I think we saw it last – I don't know if you guys saw it last night, but he single-handedly took down the Nuggets literally by himself last night. I think they were down, like, 10 or 11, and he just took the ball and told everybody to get the hell out of his way, and he took care of business. So, I mean, I, I do think it runs through KD – I mean, if they want it to work, it's going to have to work. Listen, I didn't think it was going to work when KD went to Golden State because that's all shooters on that team, and it worked. So, I mean, the only thing that I think is going to be a problem is they, they took a big hit on defense because they, they do not play defense. Yeah. And when you go – if they get to the finals and you go against, it's probably going to be either the Clippers or the Lakers. They play defense. And, like, you know, and, and they have the offense too, but – they they can shut teams down and like if they can neutralize a KD or or you know we've all seen James Harden he's not that great in the playoffs so un, until he proves you otherwise you know it's I don't know but uh, I think realistically getting through the Eastern Conference Finals that should be a guaranteed lock book it and then when you get to the finals anything can happen in the NBA Finals so like I, I don't want to say that they're guaranteed to win the finals I mean they. They should. They went from, uh, I saw, because before the trade happened, Nets were, I think, like seven to one. And now they're they're two and a half to one to win the final. They're right underneath the Lakers. Uh, Cazito <laughs> saying, KD, just saying that they don't have, they don't even have a proven center. There's no defense. KD is the only person who attempts yeah, but, to play defense. I mean, well, they have DeAndre Jordan. 
And you don't need a center in the NBA anymore. You don't. It's oh, not. You deadline and pick somebody up on the cheap if you need. I mean, who are you going to trade though? You gave up all your picks. So. Yeah, you don't have any. They don't have right. anybody. This is it. This is this is their team now. And I mean, listen, the East. Who, who's gonna? Who's gonna? Even if, let's say for whatever strange reason, Kyrie Irving doesn't come back this year, and you only have James Harden and Kevin Durant. I think even that's enough to get through the East. I don't see anybody beating those two guys. Listen to me, Giannis. Giannis couldn't even take down the Miami Heat last year. So I, I, I'm not a big Bucks guy. Toronto is really struggling this year. The, the East is just not – Boston maybe. I mean, maybe Boston could beat them because they do play defense Boston. But, but this kind of deal – I agree, Kenny, but I think this kind of deal, though, it, it's, it's championship or bust. I mean, you basically mortgaged your whole future, Kenny, for this. Yeah, my question to Petro would be, is there too much star power? Meaning there's only one ball to go around. The Lakers have two guys, Davis and James. Like Now you've got three guys that are going to want the ball and going to want to shoot. Is that too much star power? Is, is that silly to say that? Like, is that... In, in any other sport, I'd probably say, yeah. But I, I think in the NBA, there's no such thing as too much star power because, you, you know, there's only five guys. So if, if one guy has a bad night, they'll pick the other guy up. You know, and, and Kyrie is as good as 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 he is on the ball. You know, him and LeBron, they worked so, – him, LeBron, and Kevin Love, they worked so well together. I thought it was – I was the first person to think it was the biggest mistake ever when the Cavs just dealt Kyrie and didn't try and work it out because th- I thought that team could have been so special with those three guys together. Um, I loved watching Kade, uh, Kyrie and, and LeBron work together. I thought they worked so well off of each other. Um I think the one good thing is is that Kyrie is going to be the main ball handler and Harden is going to have to be the guy to get used to not being the guy bringing up the ball and just standing up there and dribbling it between his legs seven different times before he gives it up. And I think that's what's what, that's going to probably be the hardest part for Harden is like, you know, he had Chris Paul on his team. So like I think he is used to it a little bit. Um, but Kyrie is the real point guard on that team. And, and I think that's going to be the adjustment that you'll see. And I mean, We'll see right away. I mean, Kyrie should be back within, I think they said, 10 days because he, he's an idiot. He had to quarantine and all that. But, I mean, That's yeah, I, I, think it was, I think it was a great move for the Nets. They're buying in because you got two more years after this left with KD. Right. He's got, he's got two years left. And, you know, I mean, who's to say that, that Kyrie comes back, plays well, and they move Kyrie? Maybe right. they're trying to. Maybe they try and trade Kyrie, and then they go and they try and get a big man. Who's to say that maybe a team like uh, Utah, who just signed Rudy Gobert to a big deal, they say, you know what, it's not working, so we'll give you Rudy Gobert for Kyrie Irving. We'll take Kyrie Irving, and you give us Rudy Gobert, and they do a swap like that, and then there's your big man. And then you got, you know, you know like, what? I agree with you. I, that's, that's what they should do because, and, um, Kazito saying like Kyrie is the problem. He didn't like it in Cleveland, which is crazy. I mean, if he didn't think he was below LeBron, something's wrong with him yeah. and he didn't like Boston, he isn't going to like this, you know? And that's, and, the, that's the crazy thing to me is, is people thought LeBron was the problem in Cleveland and people yeah, were but, saying as to how people, LeBron is so hard to play with. And when it doesn't yeah. go right for LeBron. And now I think people are realizing that, Oh shit, it, it was Kyrie. 
because he and listen, I'm the biggest look, I'm I'm wearing a Duke shirt, so you guys all know I, I love Kyrie Irving. He barely even played for Duke, and I love that guy. I love everything about his game. The kid can score, and he, in my opinion, I think he's the best ball handler I've ever seen. That kid, when he has the ball in his hands, the stuff he does is silly. But man, he's his head is just all over the place, and it's literally ever since he left Cleveland. Once he yeah. left Cleveland, he just completely lost his mind. And I but don't I think, understand. But I think what now, though, Petro, I think now, like you're saying, like it's got to be obvious, like to him, like you're number three. Like it's not even close anymore. You're number three on this team, and he's got to. Yeah. I don't know if he can accept it. I'm going to be honest. And how how funny is that? That he said he claimed that the reason why he wanted to leave Cleveland was he wanted to be an alpha. Yeah. And now and now look at this. Three years later, he is not even the number two option on the he's team. Not. He's the number three yeah. option. And he's out there. He's on he was on a Zoom call yesterday on a some political campaign with yeah. a someone from Manhattan while the Nets are out there playing. Yeah. So like the dude, his priorities are all shot. And it's a shame because because like I said, man, when Kyrie's out there playing, he's a special, special player. He's they're they're there's not many guys that can handle the ball like him and can score like him. Kenny, what do you think it court. is? Kenny, what do you think it is? Because Eddie Murphy's bringing up Stephen A. Smith today was on this rant, and basically he was saying if you don't want to play, that he should retire. retire. What do you think yeah. of that, Kenny, with, with Kyrie? And by the I way, mean, Kenny, I, Petro, Kenny, I give him all the credit in the world. He wanted no part. I wanted Kyrie on the Knicks. Kenny never wanted Kyrie. That's what he was doing in Cleveland. That's why I didn't want him. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie as the player, how could you not want him? But it's just, it, it just seems like you're you're not getting that player anymore. You're you're getting, the he's a, a, a he wants to network and, and do all that before playing basketball. And like, dude, like, you know, I hate to be that guy. Just shut up and go play basketball, man. Like, yeah. you know, like you're you're not on the level of LeBron James who can be that guy who can go and speak out against this stuff. And like the fact that he said that he didn't play last week because he was so devastated with, with what happened at the Capitol building. Like, come on, bro. Like everybody else is out there playing. Okay. Everyone's like, going to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm not even talking about like us who are getting go getting up and going to work every day. But Players. you know what? It's not like yeah. the night of the night of of when when that happened, there was a game and all the players they knelt during the national anthem to show unity. But you know what? They were all out there playing. So like I just don't yeah. uh, it's it's like when you try and mix stuff into that, like you you you're not on that level. Like you're not a LeBron. You're you're not like a, a Curry. Like you're not even KD. You're not even. The, it's it's the, scary the main though guy. if you think like that though. But if you think yeah. like I am yeah, on that level, is. that's scary. And, and Kenny, I'll get to this with you because Eddie was bringing up the question. Like and and uh, Petro mentioned um, who would you just say like you would package him for? What's his name? The Utah kid. Oh, uh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I mean, Gobert. Like something like that. That would be. I think honestly now. The Nets, like, I don't think the Nets had, like, you know, like, the balls to do it because they didn't – like, now they got Harden, and I think Harden's – like, I think Kate – Yeah, no, I'm going to let I you I think now they'll play games and say, we'll get rid of them, you know? I think I'm going to let you guys take most of this because I was busy today, so I didn't see much of it. The only thing I'm going to say about the whole Kyrie thing is yeah, I didn't want him because of what happened in Cleveland, but you see what he's doing in Brooklyn. I don't want to play. Then you shouldn't get the money that you signed up for. Well, so the funny thing is, is since he legally he he violated COVID protocol, 
because they, he was at a he was at a birthday party for his sister without a mask on. There's video of him with it, so that's why he has to sit in quarantine for the ten days. So the Nets, if they actually really wanted to, they can. the The rule is, if you violate COVID protocol, you lose a game check every single game that you're out. So it's it's seventy two games. So you would lose one set one of seventy two checks. So if the Nets really wanted to, and he keeps acting like this, they can put their foot down. And they can suspend him for the whole entire season if they want to. See, you, and they you, can hit Petro, his you pocket. Just, you just nailed it, Petro. And, and Casito saying he doesn't have to disrespect the organization he plays for and he continues to do that. He'll never win again. And you know what? Right. That's, this is, listen, you played, you're an athlete, and you coach. And they're saying, this guy just doesn't have the respect. Like, you know, when the coach and the GM is saying, like, we haven't talked to him. We don't know where. It's just like he's saying, yeah. like, you know, I, the, you know, he's disrespected. He didn't want Steve Nash. And, like, he just thinks he's above this organization. What What's so funny is is, is everybody I, – I, I keep going back to LeBron just because they were teammates. But everybody thrashed LeBron because they say LeBron makes all the decisions. He picks his coaches. He does all this. He does all that. And it's like now you're seeing other players do it. And it's like LeBron is is like a an angel compared to these guys. It's it's like so night and day. And it's sad that that Steve Nash stepped into a situation like this because like he didn't ask for this. No. Like he, he thought he was coming into a, a team that was gonna have KD and Kyrie Irving out there. And you know, for a first year coach, I'm, that's a pretty damn good one two punch to yeah. step right into. You know what I mean? And. <laughs> The fact that Kyrie didn't even contact the Nets, like they, he didn't even call Steve Nash and tell him the day of the, the night of the right. Capitol thing, I'm not going to be there tonight. He didn't even give him a reason why. Like, like if you if he went to Steve Nash and said, you know what, man, my head's not in the right place. I need a couple days off. Okay, that's Pe- fine. Petro, Go and take they a couple said days today, off. They said today, if he would have just came out and said, listen, you know, I'm going to be honest. Um, this, you know, there's bigger things in my life right now about basketball. I'm going to go away for a month. They said he could have been like, I'm not going to use the word hero, but it's like you respect that. Like he's putting right. other stuff in front of him, but where it's just like when these people are saying like, he just, just disappear. Right. Like think about, think about Kenny. We go to work, Pat, we, we go to work tomorrow. We just don't show up our, our boss clause. We don't answer the, like that does. That's not real life. Like you're, you're, fired. Getting, you're fired. fired or you're getting a warning or that a warning. happens again you're gone this guy's getting what nothing. happens wait, what, what happens if there's rioting during the playoffs and you right. got a game seven on the line and Kyrie is nowhere to be found <laughs> like is, is that that gonna be okay that's like exactly. you know what I mean like not for nothing this is this is a team thing we we talked about Harden how like Harden was getting special treatment and able to go and stay overnight in LA on long road trips and stuff like that but don't like, you blame you the can't. Nets? But Petro, do you blame the Nets a little bit? Because shouldn't the Nets be saying, "Listen, every game, bang, four twenty-five, four twenty-five." Without just, a doubt, they're not doing without anything a doubt. to them. Without Where's a doubt, it? and you know what? If Kyrie wants to be that guy and say, "All right, you're going to do that to me. I'm not going to show up and not play." Okay, so then you're going to just continue to not get paid when right. you decide to come back. When you decide to come back, we'll give you that paycheck. Yeah. And I mean, Petro, Kurt. I was Brooklyn. I said this about Harden. Send them to the worst team in the league. Yeah, they were they were talking about that. Even take if you don't back, wanna... take all take all their players back to equal the contracts. So you want out of here anyway? Okay, we're gonna send you to to Sacramento. We're gonna send you to Houston. Yeah, they they said, have fun they in said Utah that with all the Mormons 
That's what I would tell them. Go have fun. They said they tried. They said they tried to send Kyrie to Houston now, and Houston didn't want him. Mm -hmm. So my my thing is is that now he's damaged goods. So now you got a guy who nobody even wants when you could have done a deal a couple weeks ago and you could have gotten rid of him, but you didn't want to. And I heard like it's 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 a mess. I mean, listen. Regardless, they got the talent. You know, I, I think I think now you're gonna see the real James Harden. I I think you're gonna see. You know, listen. I saw James Harden warming up yesterday. They had him. They had him zoomed in, and my man looks like uh, my dad. Hat? My dad. My dad in a warm up uniform out there warming up. So like he. But I mean, not for nothing. He also last week he put the, he put on like a 42 point performance, looking like that. So like. You know, um, I I think we're going to see the best version of James Harden now. Yeah, and, 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 I, I, and I agree. But here's the – see, this is the only thing I say about that. And is, Dan Tony, Dan Tony's an assistant coach on the Nets. Right. Full circle. Right, full circle. full circle. But here's – see, this is the thing, though. Like, that's why, like, you made a point. You said three years, and I agree with you. But I don't think they – like, they can't let Kyrie, like, even – mess with this thing like once if he becomes this problem like they gotta see like kenny send them out man you got too well, much I'm on waiting, the line i'm waiting for kd to speak up because you know like i, I get it because they they did ask kd i think uh, uh over the weekend um you know like thoughts on Kyrie, and they were like we gotta support our brother okay cool that's the right answer because he is your teammate but you know if if this turns into like an extended thing where like after the 10 days another week goes by and he's still nowhere to be found and he's still out there on right. zoom calls publicly and not even like like come on man like like you you don't he was the guy who was going to pay the fine every week because he didn't want to talk to the media mm -hmm. because he said the media was pawns but you're out here on social media now every night doing different kinds of things like I don't know. It's a shame because I, I, I was, I'm a, I, I mean, I still am a Kyrie fan because as a basket, as a basketball fan, there's nothing not to love about his game, but it, it's just all the everything else, man. It's like, God, it's, it's like, no, it is a shame, you know, and I'm, I'm bringing Duke into this. It's surprising because he was a Duke player and the, the reputation. He was a Duke player, Kenny. He was a Duke player, Kenny, but he was barely a Duke player because he only played for Duke for 11 games. What do you play? He I was, was going to say a couple of games. Right? It was 11 games. He played 10 regular season games. Then he sprained his foot and then he came back for the one game against Michigan state. And he was, but I mean, listen, all the games that he played at Duke, he was, phenomenal academic wise don't you gotta have like like really good grades for duke like oh but yeah so you gotta have some kind of yeah but he's he's a really smart guy something's it's not something's his, off with yeah, him yeah it's it just seems like everything else it's just like the way that he views things and, and looks at things it's like and i mean i i, I don't know it, it, it's cool to be different you know but he so, so let me ask, who's the better? Petro, Lakers, Lakers. See, I still think the Lakers are better than Brooklyn now. If, if so, are you talking if Kyrie is out there playing? Yeah. So, yeah. so those three versus the, versus the Lakers. So, I think they showed the it was um, Joe Harris and uh, DeAndre who's the, Jordan. Who's the other? I don't think it's DeAndre Jordan. Oh, uh, I think oh it's, um, Jeff Green. Yes, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Green. Green is your starter versus the Lakers. I mean, listen, you got to go with the Lakers, right? Right. It's 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 I know I know KD took down LeBron those two times on the Warriors, but 
Um, those were different circumstances. He didn't have Kyrie then either. So um, I got to go Lakers. I, I can't go against LeBron James, man. He, he's You see how he's playing right now? Year eighteen, and that dude I, I looks know. like that dude. Year eighteen, and that dude looks like he's twenty five years old. I, he is I gotta unbelievable. Go Lakers too, I gotta go Lakers he's, too. But I, who's gonna stop Davis? Like they don't. That's what I'm saying. Defense. You mean to tell me you're gonna put DeAndre Jordan out no. there? And DeAndre no. Jordan is suddenly gonna be L.A. Clipper. DeAndre Jordan. That's Anthony why Davis they might will have that to do a lot. They might have to do what you're saying. They might have to I mean, do that. They might. You know, not not for not for nothing. If the Knicks. What about like a Julius Randle trade? You, they get that money and you take on Kyrie's money. It's kind of an even kind of swap right there. You know, if the Knicks don't want Randle anymore, See, you here's can try the, here's the thing with Kyrie can, there. But, God, but like, can you imagine if he so if he did this with the Knicks? Seriously. Oh, like, they it, were, so they were talking about it. They, they were, were talking about it today. <laughs> they were talking about it today on the radio because they, they weren't getting many calls on the radio on like on the Michael K show because it's the Nets. But if it was the oh, Knicks, forget about it. Forget and about Kyrie it. was doing this. Oh my God! Forget and you it. know what? Not for nothing though. That's why these guys didn't pick the Knicks. Exactly. KD, KD is not built for the New York Knicks, and neither is Kyrie Irving. One final intangible with this situation: when fans are allowed back in the stands and we're at full capacity in the next three years, we, we better be there. Are there going to be more Knicks fans still, or are there going to be a lot more Nets fans jumping the bandwagon because you'll see you'll see the Nets will be a more of a younger younger following just because of of Kyrie and James Harden and Kevin Durant. But listen, Knicks fans have stuck with them for this long, yep. so Knicks fans ain't Knicks fans ain't leaving. They, they're not going anywhere. You know, it, it's it's crazy to me that how loyal Knicks Nets. And Jet fans are because man, it has been yeah brutal. It has been a brutal, brutal go of it. And you know what? The Garden sells out. You can't get tickets to the Garden for cheaper than even even games where it's like uh, Charlotte versus the Knicks. You can't get into the Garden for less than hundred and fifty. No, so, you just, well, you, he just maybe Kenny Rob. Sorry, he just mentioned Charger. We got a we got a question from Casino. Kenny, I'm gonna ask you first. What do you guys think of LaMelo Ball on the Hornets? I think he's phenomenal. I think the the problem was with LaMelo Ball was Jordan had him on the shortest leash ever, and they weren't playing him enough. They're playing him now, and you're seeing what you're getting out of him. And Agreed. I said it. That kid was going to be the best kid in this draft. I he's like him, be too. The best ball bro- he's going to be the best ball brother, clearly. Yep. I don't think I don't think Lonzo on his best day is better than LaMelo. What do you think, I wanna, Kenny? It's, I want to I – wanna... If you want, when we're finished with this, I want to ask Petro a question on a different topic because he wasn't with us last week. Kenny, so, real quick, oh, what's your thoughts on Lamelo Ball? Oh, I think he's going to be good. Me you too. Know, I think I, I, he's already showing leadership over there. Uh, he's making Hayward look good. Yeah, he's you know, big. Hayward's he's a big guard. That he signed. Everybody's like Hayward doesn't. You know, he should have went number one. I I, think I, I like Edwards. Edwards is playing well in Minnesota, but Lamelo. Lamelo just has the body. The, the I mean, kid, yeah. what, what's he got? Two triple looks, doubles already? What's he got? Two triple the, yeah, doubles? Yeah, three? the kid just looks like an NBA player. You right. know, he's in there mixing it up. He's grabbing seven, seven, eight rebounds a night. He's he's everything that you want an M. He's everything that you want your first round pick to be. Yeah, because he's exactly what RJ Barrett, what the Knicks they wanted RJ Barrett to be, and RJ Barrett just like he still isn't there yet, and it's like. 
you got to figure it out, man, because LaMelo Ball, he is – he's everything is advertised right now. He not is. for nothing. Charlotte doesn't have anybody else on that team that is like – you know what I mean? So it's not like he has much to work do you with. Think he They're gonna... start, do you think he should start, though? Absolutely. Yeah. I by now he by now he should absolutely be starting nothing to lose there absolutely yeah there's nothing to lose listen to me not for nothing you kind of want to pick in the lottery of this coming draft because this coming this coming draft is loaded yep so you need that lottery pick because you need that second guy with lamello if you really want to build something and build around him you got to be smart and listen to me i i think the one thing that michael jordan his greatness and he's great at as being an owner is losing Talent. and picking in the lottery. Yeah. So Michael Jordan, the one thing that he is consistent at is picking in the lottery. So I don't think he'll mess that up. So, uh, I mean, it's just picking talent, but I think he finally got the one. I mean, he had Kemba Walker, but other than Kemba, this is probably the the best hit that he's had. Yep. Kenny, what else were you going to ask Petro? No, I wanted to change the subject for a moment. Okay. Petro wasn't with us last week. The whole Eagles situation, they got the, they beat, uh, Washington beat the Eagles. Tough loss last week in the playoffs, but a successful season for Washington. But the whole Doug Peterson situation, it got him fought. He got himself fired, I believe. Uh, I just wanted your thoughts because we're getting mixed reactions. I looked at it not as Joe Judge complaining, you're six and 10, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I looked at it like an integrity thing. I just wanted your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, sitting there watching it, I didn't understand what the hell was happening. Like, you want to take a look at Nate Sudfeld, who's doing a journeyman backup. And, like, you know, like, it it didn't really make any sense whatsoever. Um, I don't want to say that, like, listen to me. Washington was winning when Jalen Hurts was in the game. And he was winning when they got pulled. So I I don't want to say, I don't want to say that like, you know, and not for nothing, it could have been, I think another point that people are missing is when the Eagles decided to go for it on fourth and five, they were down on the Redskins five yard line, fourth and goal. It could have been that they said to Jalen Hurts, you got to get this score or you're coming out of the game. You know what I mean? And, and he didn't get it. He, he overthrew the guy. They didn't get in. And then they said, okay, you're done. Um, I, I, it was, it's really hard to defend what he did. I mean, it, it was very clear that he wasn't trying to win the game. I, I think that's probably the best way to put it. I don't think he was trying to win the game. I think because you, you just saw Alex Smith didn't have it. He wasn't the same at, like he wasn't mobile enough. The Eagles were playing like 80% of backups and they were just getting to Alex Smith because he just couldn't move back there. Right. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't supposed to be that close to the game. And I didn't think Peterson expected it to be that close to the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to try and win the football game. Yeah. You know, it, it, if you can't, if it, it's, yeah, he lost the locker room. And it's a shame because, listen, Doug Peterson, that's the first year that he's not in the playoffs since being there. And he's, he's a god in Philly because he brought them a Super Bowl. He is. He is. And, and you know, like it, it, I was, I was shocked that they fired him. So I was too. Yeah, they use them as they use them as a scape. They use them as a scapegoat two because they they had to do it. Top of your head, off top of your head, I'll ask both of you guys this. Just off the top of your head, first guy that comes to mind, head coach of the Eagles, because you got Joe Judge, who's going to be a long stay in New, in New York. Ron Rivera, veteran coach in Washington, and you got Mike McCarthy in Dallas. You know, it's going to be some kind of high profile coach. They're not going to go out and get somebody off the streets. 
Who do you think that coach is going to be off the top of your head? Good, you know, it's funny. I, I want to say Jason Garrett. I feel like Jason Garrett would I think be, so. I feel like it would be such like an interesting hire because like, an you'd be bringing move. him back. You'd be bringing him back to the NFC East. Uh, I, I think Dak and Jalen Hurts, they both kind of have the same kind of game. So I think it would work. He's got his running back that he needs. You know, they're going to have, I think they're going to end up getting either Devon, uh, Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. I think that's going to be the Eagles pick. That was, I think, the point of them dropping from nine to six. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Jason Garrett would be a, a, a good hire for them. Now, I, I heard today, I heard, well, I heard today they were saying that um, that they that they made their decision. I forgot who it was, but somebody came on and said, I'm 100% sold now that, that Carson Wentz is going to be your quarterback because it was basically they had a pick between Wentz and Peterson and they said they made the wrong decision and picking Wentz. So I don't know. Like, I think if they go Wentz, like Garrett's a good choice because I think it has to be a guy to fix him. You know, like if he's going to be the guy, I don't, I don't know. Like you think Hertz is going to be the guy you Petro? I, I think, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me because Wentz hasn't had a bad year besides this year. He just and struggled money, this year. And that contract. The money is, is obviously a thing, but I mean, even if you're not even thinking about the money, Carson Wentz, is, it really is just his one bad year. And guys are allowed to have down years. It just didn't work. You know, his he didn't really have his weapons really at all, like his full complete arsenal. Yeah. He never had them really the full year. Deshaun Jackson, he got he had him for one game in the first week, and then he was out for like eight straight weeks. Miles Sanders missed a chunk. Zach Ertz missed a chunk. Rager was he always had, hurt. Rager was hurt. He didn't have Alshon Jeffrey until like week 12. So like, you know, like it's hard to win when you're, you're throwing to, to guys off the scrap heap and like guys that like don't belong starting in NFL football games, you know, like, so, so I, I feel like Carson Wentz does deserve a second chance. I think they, they decided that the only way that they can really get the best version of Carson Wentz and see what he actually has if they moved on from Doug Peterson. Because I think that relationship was just done. I don't think there was ever going back to Carson Wentz if Peterson was still there. So that just had to get done. And I mean, like you said, I think when it came to making the decision, that's when the money of Carson Wentz yep. weighed in more than, okay, letting Doug Peterson walk. Because, yep. you know, like as as – I'm a firm believer that I know the coach is important. It's not as important as everybody makes it out to be. You know, like you can go, if you have the team, you're going to win no matter what. The players are the ones who go out there and play. Will he be a head coach this year, guys? Or no? No, I think he'll end up taking a year off. I I don't don't see – you know what's funny? Someone said that if the enemy gets a job elsewhere – they would the Chiefs would be oh all over God. Doug Peterson as offensive awesome. coordinator. Would be all over Doug Peterson as offensive coordinator. And I think Doug Peterson would be absolutely insane to turn that down and yeah. not go and do that. Well then you're gonna get because your resume backed no, up and you know why would you not want to go and work with up. Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes? Yep. Peterson's got a lot of opportunities with some young quarterbacks as a as a offensive coordinator, just like Jason Garrett came to New York. Yep. Joe Judge was going to fail, and he'd be the next Giants coach. Peterson got the Bengals offensive coordinator, Jacksonville maybe. You know, there's a lot of intriguing spots 
Eddie Mur- real quick basketball, Kenny. Eddie Murphy saying, "Here's a trade thought. Bring back, I trade him to Minnesota. He wants uh, D'Angelo Russell back." And I got one more question for the night, uh, Kenny. You'll start first because this is your boy, and I know Petro likes him too. Because Zito's asking, "Is John Morant the same player when he comes back from injury, Kenny?" Yes, Petro. Yeah, without a doubt. They're another team. Listen, losing John Morant and losing right now. Isn't a bad thing. For oh, the it's going to help him next year in the draft. Absolutely. Nope. Listen to me. That kid from uh, uh, the kid who's going to be the number one pick, and oh, the kid from uh, the kid from Auburn. Oh my God, there's so many. There is this draft. You know, people. I like the, the kid from Gonzaga. I like the kid Suggs from Gonzaga. Yeah, he's not Suggs. even. A, he's not even like the probably a top three, four player, and he's in this draft. I'm telling you, it, the no, the kid from Oklahoma State, Cunningham. Uh, Oh, Cade my God. He's going to go That one. kid, that kid is, I think he's a lock to go one. And, man, you got, you Nick friends, that, that's the guy. <laughs> that's Listen, the guy. It's the okay, guy, I, but you know, I'm saying I know, I know, we don't have I know the luck, Zion, I know Zion was the hype, and I know, you know, as Duke fan, and I loved him. He was amazing to watch. You know, I still, I said it, I thought John Morant was the best player in that draft. Um Regardless, I thought John Morant should have went one. Um, I, but you can't pass on a guy like Zion just because of of what he brings to the table and the the fans and the jersey sales and all of that. But I was miserable. Cunningham, get the number three pick, miserable. Hunting. Oh no, Casito saying Knicks will screw it up. Don't say that. Don't no, say that. No, there's, there's no screwing it up in this in this this coming draft. Even if you pass on Cunningham, the next three or four are almost just as good. But you know what we have to do? You're not. Petro, Kenny, you tell me, because you're the Knicks fan. I'm sorry. We got that Denver pick. I'm sorry, the Dallas pick. And even if it's it's in this draft, that's big. And we got tons of picks. If we could get into that top three, like you're saying, Petro, to get one, we got to do it. We got to do it this year. But you know what, Kurt? I I, I kind of If we're not in there. I forget who I was watching, and I'll just make this short and sweet. They said, this is the draft. might have been Alan Hunt. This is the draft where you want to – it's okay to pick seven or eight. Without a doubt. It is because, the, the, like I said, the 10 guys that are going to go in the lottery, they are all so good. Like this, this is going to be one of the best draft classes we have seen. It, it really is that good. And it's loaded with, I know it's, they're, they're, they're all, there's a lot of freshmen. So it's going to be a young team, yeah. like a young lottery, but. You know it's, what that it's means? It's loaded. It's Kurt's loaded. Kurt's agree with me. The way our luck has been, we're going to end up with the eight seed. We'll go on some kind of crazy win streak and get the eight seed and be out of the lot. I don't know. You guys couldn't beat. You guys couldn't beat Brooklyn's C team tonight. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, the best thing for the Knicks is you know what? Be competitive. And it's sad to say, but be competitive. Be in the games. Yeah, you know get what? Get those young, young kids guys. and yes. lose. And yeah. get, like Knox, you're saying, you know, this is what you're going to see. You're going to now is the time to see what you got in Kevin Knox, to see yep. what you got in Nilakina, see what they you don't got in Barrett. It, get, get him out. Yeah. Get him out. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. You know, trim the fat now because you're you're going to need, you know, like. Kurt, yours is on the way. He has no idea. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. The work makes him. Awesome I job. thought my. I thought my Redskins were going to do it last week, guys. Hey, you know what? I, hey, I don't know, man. I think if it would hurt still Petro, and I was telling Kurt not to cut you off, Kurt. Now now you're picking 
10 spots back or that's know. all right though that's all that's right but you'll get i think i think we might have found the our quarterback though yeah, yeah. kid heineke that kid heineke looked pretty good man i'm not going to jump and say he's our quarterback of the future but think about it this way if we just found taylor heineke to be our quarterback now we can go and we can go and make the highest offer to Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson could be the guy that we spend the money on. And Brandon Scherf and the guy uh, that uh, the other uh, lineman from the Patriots. Did you we hear? I didn't up. even realize how they did you hear why they said that they signed him was because when Denver got caught with the COVID things and they didn't have a quarterback. I didn't even realize they say that's why Washington signed him. Be, like, is that true? Mm. I don't think so. No, because I I don't think he was on our roster until we cut Haskins. Right, but I, I heard, but I heard that he, he was on. Know. He was on like the. Um, I don't know if you want to say practice squad or. Like, he was on our practice squad. Yeah, yeah, he didn't sign him off of our practice squad until yeah. we cut Haskins. But yeah, I mean, listen, he was. Um, what was it? He was finished. He was currently finishing his finance degree when we signed him, and he had to. What college? <laughs> because did he, go he was Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Because we he was going to be signed for the playoffs, he had to ask all of his professors to um, let him take the finals after the playoffs were over. How many years because has he been in the league? Is he close to a rookie? Second, second year. That was only they his second get. That was that was only his. That was his so first I mean, start. They must have had a loaded team. We got a guy. He was hurt this year. Uh, he he got knocked out early in the season. Uh, Zimenez starts with an O'Shea Zimenez. Yeah. Edge rusher, Old Dominion. He was our second round pick. He threw. They he must threw have had a loaded team two years ago. He threw for a ton of touchdowns, like his senior year. There, he was awesome. Apparently, I mean, listen, if that's the move, then you know what? Making the playoffs and picking nineteen, it doesn't hurt as bad. No. Because I think the the one good thing that you're take that we're going to take from this is we just got. All of a, that young defense just got to go against Tom Brady in the playoffs in their first and second years of being in the NFL, and there's no better experience. Than that. Oh, no, like, there's be no, fine you're not going to do any. You're not going to get any type of better. And you know what? The way the NFC East is looking, I think it's going to be Washington for the next couple of years to come, baby. So, I I think it's going. I think washington and giants we, we got yeah if, some listen if saquon if saquon can stay better. healthy yeah music yeah. to my words because i can't stand dallas and philly yeah all right boys that was a good talk yes uh thank you petro nba talk uh thanks to jim and the viva los builds guys and thanks to jim haig for coming on yes uh was jim haig kurt uh, what what paper? What writer? He's from he the Observer. He does the uh, the Hudson County newspaper. He's been uh, and he covered Jim a lot when Jim was doing the baseball thing in Carney. So that was a nice little surprise. Yeah, Jim so. coming on, and then assist uh, with the early college basketball talk and uh, college football. Yep. Congrats to Bama and Mr. Beelan, of course. The, of course. The Thanks everybody for coming on tonight. All right, boys. See you and, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, six o'clock. If anybody's interested in joining, we're on for an hour. Wits and wagers. Yes, sir. See you guys later. See you later.